name is Dicky. I'm quite tricky. Watch me throw the ball. I'll strike out Maliki. This is Allie Redman. And when I'm not pounding the pavement, bringing you your mail, I'm listening to Live from the Barrage, Friday nights at 8 p.m. Good evening, I'm John Davidson. You'll be meeting these men. They're the world's most incredible talkers. Isn't it about time for somebody's favorite radio program? Live from the Barrage. I can't do it. I can't do a radio show. Will you please play the old sport song? My goal in life is to like, break out of prison and open for Van Halen. There's a fridge full of this Welch's grape soda if anybody wants some. When I'm not picking on my gut, I'm listening to Live from the Barrage. Midwest, fucking Europe, I don't give a fuck. Get the fuck out. This is my show. I said, oh, R, I, A, M. That's my name from the other end. Hey, everybody, this is Conan and Neutron. No, you just suck on it. Fuck the audience. Like, What's your favorite show? radio station? Live from the Barrage. Like a cycle logs into this shit. Don't drink Seagram's Escapes. One pound It's gonna ever keep me down. Live from the Barrage. I saw The Grateful Dead twice. You are listening to Live from the Barrage. For some reason, this reminds me of when Slim Goodbody came to my school. You are full of shit. Let me do my show, for Christ's sake. I have a great story. It makes sense to me. <laughs> What's wrong with you, baby? John Hulland, fuck you. My dreams have come true. <laughs> this is this is everything I thought would happen. <laughs> I never realized there's only two notes in tits on tap. Yeah. Just tits great. and tap. And that's all you need. That's actually my guitar teacher told me that. That was tits the first, first song I learned. Actually, second song, Mary Had a Little Lamb and then Tits on Tap. Do you have the tabs for Tits on Tap? <laughs> I bet there's someone in Ultimate Guitar Archive that has already tabbed that. They're like, no. And then, oh. then someone else gave it a C and they were like, no, man, it's in the arguing, wrong key. Arguing over the, uh, you know, me and Mike used to argue over tablature in school. Uh, that's how we Remember met. that? Yes. Yes, that's how he we He was met. writing down the uh, tablature to a Motley Crue song. Yep. It was all zeros. <laughs> that's not entirely true. The bass tabs, like bass tabs. My old band, uh, these kids, I, I found a, a message board where they were arguing about the tab on one of our songs. And I was like, actually, it's an A. And some kid, nice. like, I didn't identify myself, but I was like, it's an A. And some kid goes, no, man, that's not it. I listened to the record. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's I made the record, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> You come to my parents' basement, I'll show you the, the, the write-up of myself. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about the new record. No, 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 no one cares about the they tab They should do that. one of those that, like, guitar world things on you with like your, your whole setup, your gear, and like, uh, you know. I would love that, my setup, yeah. yeah like, the, <laughs> my chain. It's just a guitar plugged into the amp, is well, your chain? One of the funny things was, no, actually, I have two pedals. Yeah, but, two uh, pedals? Yeah, I have a, a what tube, are you using? A tube screamer and a... Oh, uh, nice, original? Yeah. Uh, it's no, it's one of the reissues. It's the TS9 uh, reissue and uh, uh, an audio boost, like an MXR boost, uh, one of the white ones. But um, 
it's funny because uh, a friend of mine uh, I've known forever, George Tab, uh, just yeah. just started a guitar strap company where they're making like high high quality leather straps, uh-huh. and uh, the people that he's gotten to rep it are him, uh, this guy Mark, and uh, Jeff Magnum, who's a bass player for the Dead Boys. And uh, I was thinking about trying to, to wrangle a sponsorship, and I was like, I, I need a sponsorship of some kind because uh, I remember being a kid and being like, oh, it'd be cool if I was sponsored. You know, whether you're yeah. skate, skating or, or, or playing music or whatever, you're always looking for a sponsorship, and I, I thought I'd, I'd go back to that as a 31-year-old man. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to be a sponsored skateboarder. Get free T-shirts and shit. That was, I mean, like as a kid, I wanted that. And I was like, oh, yeah, all, I need, awesome. all I need in this world is free T-shirts, and I'll be fine. You don't even want money. You just want you want someone to say that you want someone to acknowledge that they're sponsoring you. Right, exactly. And uh, actually, had a friend whose band wrote to whoever makes like um, baked lays, and they were like, we eat like six bags of those a day. You know, whenever we practice, whatever. And they just sent them like cases of them. And I was like, that's pretty awesome. I never thought Damn of that. It. I've heard of this. Like, well, I've heard of it, obviously. But, like, I've, seen I've heard mo- of this sponsorship. I, I, no, 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 not sponsorship. But like, just just writing to companies and getting free shit in return. Like, that's what? Why? Gosh. I do it all the time. I'm on the other end. I mean, from the marketing end, when people call us or it's they write to us from the other end, and they <laughs> ask for things. We usually send it to them. Right. Like, if if you if you actually people out there, if you love a product, even booze, like especially booze, actually, if you can prove that you're 21, um, or you know whatever you're looking for. Just find the find the brand's Facebook page and, and write to them and say, hey, I'm a huge fan. I'm looking to have a party or whatever. And uh, ask for product, and they'll usually send it to you. I Get do that f- with Seagram's Escapes all the time, actually, <laughs> now that you mention it. I wonder how... No, do, you know this John, do you know this John Houlihan? <laughs> Hold on. We're not on the air. Something's wrong. Oh. Give me one second. Wow. It's okay. We're still on podcasting. Yeah, okay. Let's just take the wind out of ourselves. Uh, a no-hitter, really? Uh, 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 <laughs> can you hear that? <laughs> oh. Shit. What the fuck? You figure we'd get better at this. I, know, I don't How understand. Does you don't have the wire. Does that say it just connected? No. I, the, Are we wireless now? Where? What does that it, say? Says, it says we're broadcasting. It does? Yeah. Oh, it just came on it now. just came on. Yeah. Should like be that? good now. You guys missed a lot of stuff. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> you have to go back and listen to the podcast to hear things like I finished a story, guys. <laughs> yeah, was that awesome. was, I was thinking about how polite that was going. Fucking hey. I was uh, I was wondering about Seagram's escape with all the abuse that we've been putting on the Facebook uh, uh, postings. Trust that there has been a meeting somewhere in like a boardroom where they're like, "What do we do about this John Houlihan?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as soon he's as really ruining post, our bottom line. Yeah, as soon as we put well, nobody ever seems to notice that we that we type negative things about them. But I really wonder if they're trying to figure out something to do with us. Well, they never deleted us from their membership of their uh, or their fanship of their page. Right. They probably figured that would be a bigger problem because then you'd go other other places. And that's always the big Big right. thing for for social media is if someone's using your Facebook page as an outlet to be a dick, keep them there because otherwise they're going to go somewhere else and do it, and you're not going to be able right. to control it. At least there you can be control. Worse. It. Yeah. yeah, and uh, come on, it's Seagram's escapes. I'm sure there's someone else posting like fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Yeah. And I'm sure they're <laughs> worrying about that all the time. Well, you know what though? I was wondering about this. This is no joke, and I can't believe we're just talking about this for no for any other good reason than ourselves. Uh, Dude, like the John thing. Do you? Do you th- I mean, I've seen people respond like and like tag him in the because when I every once in a while I see John commented on. He's not here to defend himself, and I don't know if I should tell his story or not. Oh, go ahead. You know, he just he he constantly rips people apart, like and groups, like you know, pre pre made groups, like uh, like the, the there's a Mets thing, and he just huh. rips this dude up, oh, that, man. That comedian guy, and he was like, "You're not a comedian." <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. 
So I don't know. I, I but he I've seen them respond to him like, you know, then you don't have to follow us, bro. Like get off our back. <laughs> uh, but I do wonder if like enough people do it. Do they have like a meeting like what the fuck? Our Facebook is just not No, it's know, a pretty like, common thing. I mean, there's very few brands or organizations that don't get that. I mean, mm-hmm. it's 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 I mean, there's a and, word for it now. I didn't actually know until not too long ago that trolling is, you know, when someone goes on and actually just tries to start a fight. Right. And um you know when it I happens. I learned that on the Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of trolls on Xbox. Totally, man. But um, you know, like Reddit does it all the time, and there's a lot, a lot of different uh, places where they hang out, and they'll actually brag about what they did. And um, you know, I've run into it a few times. I've, I haven't worked with any brands that have been hugely, um, you know, trolled. Yeah, hugely trolled because there's no one. I don't work for like Kmart or anything, and I'm sure like you know Walmart probably gets it all the time. Ugh. But um, yeah, I guess yeah. But um, I mean, most people like booze. Uh, there was actually a band on one of my liquor brands that uh I will remain nameless that okay. uh posted right. it was like a prog metal band that was actually kind of popular okay. and they posted that um we should sponsor them going back to the conversation that no one heard and um they got all of their fans to post that we should sponsor them and there was a whole shitload of them there was like thousands of them and it like clogged up the entire feed of the page no shit and um you know, like some people were like the band themselves were. I guess it was like a, they were nice about it, but like their fans were idiots. So uh-huh. it was like, "Fuck you, you're an asshole, you're a fucking faggot if you don't sponsor this band." And it's like, really, like whatever. It's like, a, it's yeah, a, dude, like we're a doing you a fucking favor. Yeah. So uh, they were like, "Should we send them stuff?" Yeah. <laughs> like, no, you should not send them stuff. Yeah. So they did not. No, because we had four times as fan as many fans. My suggestion was to have our fans go on their page. But apparently in business that doesn't work like that. <laughs> Let's go to their house and fuck them up, you know? But uh, no one wanted to do that. So they were like, just ignore it. No one will answer it, and it'll go away. But I don't know. Well, we- does the Chick-fil-A thing happen a lot where they go on and pretend that they're random people that are hyping the product up and seem and seamlessly uh, acting like they're, they're big fans of it and... When in reality, it's just people that work for the company making up. Oh yeah, that's. I mean, that happens all the time. But when people get caught, that's a huge deal. Oh it's, yeah, it's it's crazy when when um when people actually they find out because you can trace that back pretty quickly and find <clears> out what, who, like if people are fake fans. Yeah, I mean, like say I I rep a brand and I want to start a conversation about something and I go on and I say oh but and you you you're an employee you mean yeah okay right. yeah. yeah and right. you could go back and check and see that that person's Facebook account was just created. Two days ago, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but is you really you get in trouble for that? Why not? Fuck it, you start the fire. Well, technically, let the, let, the, let the thing burn. You know, it, technically it was frowned upon, but it wasn't illegal until recently. The FCC actually put in a rule that if you are being compensated in any way by um, a company, you have to disclose your relationship to that company. So you have to say, like, even if I tweet about something, if you ever see this, sometimes I'll tweet about brands that I work with, right? And I'll say. A brand that we rep, or I'll, at the bottom, I'll do a hashtag sponsor uh-huh. on it, and you have to, because otherwise, if they, I mean, I don't know if anyone's been pers- like, prosecuted for it, but if you do, you know, if, if you do not do that, you leave yourself open. Right, probably get fined or something yeah. like that. Right. How's How, everything going? Are we are good we on the air? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm working <laughs> on it. I'm working on it. Yeah, it's, we'll just keep talking in the meantime. Yeah. So you hey. were off on another one of your adventures last week, huh? How'd that go? I played a show. Um, you played two shows. I want to hear about this. I did. Actually, Friday was uh, the one I missed uh, the radio show for, which was unfortunate. The show, was it Parkside Lounge, which is, uh, for those of you not in New York, is like a little back room. And they it's one of those places, I'm sure anyone who's in a band knows, there's certain places that you're not allowed to be too loud at, so they have like the small little amps that you have to go through. Uh-huh, um, Lakeside right. Lounge was another one that was like that, and they right. have like the 10 watt amps or whatever. And 
it always just sounds like shit. It's always just a, a yeah, that doesn't disaster. fit your style. No, at not all. at all. So uh, that was a that was a mess. And uh, I think I figured it out. God damn it! <laughs> all right, go ahead. It's a Parkside Lounge is a mess. Fuck! I think I got it. Yeah, yeah. and then fuckers. Uh, God, God damn it! <laughs> but then the Manitoba show was awesome. I actually uh, had to take a car service. I thought you were gonna say take a crap. I had to take a crap and uh, <laughs> shit all over the uh, backstage area. But um, wow. No, I, I did it. So fuck the haters. I fixed it. Screw you. Way to go, MacGyver. Yeah. Our show is being held together by a paperclip. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you do all this shit, and it's going to be like one little tiny button is off, you know? The motherfucking stupid computer. Anyway, go ahead, Dave. Sorry. That's right. So, uh, and then the Manitoba show was on Saturday, which was awesome. Um, I took a car service down there, and um, I got out. Well, first of all, the guy that drove me down, they always see that I have a, a guitar, and they always want to talk to me, and this guy was from Ecuador. And uh, started playing me his music really loud. And I keep getting invited to these, um, like, South and Central American social clubs in Queens. They're always like, oh, you come, you jam with us. And I'm like, what? Right. No, yeah. I would walk in and it would be like that scene with Otis Day in the Nights. Like, yeah. it would be horrible. Right. Only I wouldn't understand what they were saying. I have a story. Yeah, something like that happened to me once. So uh, I got out of the car, though, and... Um, in Webster Hall, we were playing in the studio at Webster Hall, and Webster Hall proper was having a show with this band, Stars. I've never heard of them, but apparently they're like a big indie rock band or whatever. Uh-huh. And there's this like little girl standing outside. She sees me get out with my guitars and everything, and she thinks like I'm playing the show or whatever. So she, she comes out to me, and she was like, are you playing tonight? And like really like... like Frail. Kind of, yeah, like, like <laughs> quiet from Long Island. I ended up talking to her for a little while. And uh, I was like, yeah. And I was like, are you here for the show? And she's like, yeah, I love stars. And I was like, oh, fuck, you're not for our show. And um, <laughs> I started talking to her anyway. And um, that show got crazy. And then there's like, Webster Hall is huge. And then there was an 80s prom going on at the same time. So there's a bunch of assholes dressed like fucking Madonna or whatever. Right. You know, this whole novelty of it going. Yeah. Everybody had their hair uh, all exactly. mushed up and everything. Exactly. It was ridiculous. And it was like, you know, they would come down, though, to watch the show because they could get in between both so they like watched us um we played really well i was really happy with it um it sounded great in there but um i proceeded to get really 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 hammered because they had uh free drinks back there and they like asked us what kind of bottles we wanted and i was like this is a bad Mm. idea um but they had kept changing the bathrooms so like one side was the men's room one side was the ladies room but at the beginning of the night the men's room was closed so the women's room was unisex and it said like in a written sign unisex so I pee a couple times, obviously, in the beginning of the night. Then, you know, you get hammered and you stop looking at things. Uh-huh. Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> I not only walk in, but I start getting in an argument with this girl that's like, why are you in here? I'm like, to fucking piss. <laughs> and, like, and she's like, are you a lady? And I was like, this is fucking unisex. And she was like, what the hell are you talking about? And I was like, yeah, I can pee here. And I'm like trying to... Put, You're in the I, ladies' room. Yeah, I was totally in the ladies' room, and it was totally <laughs> awkward and ridiculous. And... uh then, like, this large black woman just walks out of nowhere and just goes, Oh, no, no, no. No, you don't. You get it. And she just grabs me and starts pushing me out. I'm like, but I still got to pee. And, like, it just became this horrible thing. And then I walk out and I look up, like, to prove a point, And I'm, like, about to point at the sign. And then it says in bright lights lit up, ladies. Time to give up. And I look to my left and there's a men's room and some dude's walking out of it, like, <laughs> zipping himself up. And I was like... Oh, I look like such a perv. <laughs> like, that sucks. That's what happened to me at the men's game. I was taking pictures inside the bathroom, though, and thinking it was the men's room. I think I told that story already, though. Wait. I don't think I, you I, did. I don't think you did. I was in the men's room at the, where the, um, you know, it's really nice in the uh, suites of, of City Field. And there's, a, there's bathrooms there, and they're beautiful, and they have televisions inside. So I was taking pictures. Of I'm like, this is awesome. No one's going to believe this awesome bathroom. And then uh, as I'm walking out, the cleaning lady's walking in, 
And I, I just, it just hit me. And then I, I looked across, and there were guys walking into the bathroom across from me. And oh, I was like, shit. "Oh no!" And she just looks at me like I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> I was just in there taking pictures. Doesn't look good. <laughs> and you had those mirrors taped to the top of your shoes too, which <laughs> yeah. is really awkward. <laughs> Never looks good. <laughs> Caught this guy in the bathroom taking pictures in the laser room. That's all I need. But no, I thought I was in the men's room. Picture that headline. Drag me out of there. Like but no, it's Electric. a Mets game. They're ugly. <laughs> they're all ugly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not the most attractive people. There were no women there anyway. Now, That's what, why there's now, no one in the bathroom. Can I hear about the pictures? Like, where are they now? Like, what's <laughs> My <up>? personal <laughs> Yeah, like, where, what's up with the pictures? <laughs> At least for the guys in the room. You don't have the, uh, the iPhone picture shoe app? No, not yet. I'm going to get it when I get the iPhone 5 and or, a half. <laughs> I got Subway reels. Reels and reels of, of shoe picture uh, material. We should create special shoes that have an iPhone holder on them. <laughs> <laughs> Just walk around them on your shoes. Yeah. <laughs> With like a little, like a little cord that goes up your pant leg into your pocket, so you could take pictures remotely. Iperv, <laughs> that's a good. Yeah, the iperv, that's a good one. I wanted to make like an iPod dugout and call it the iDug, but I figured Steve Jobs would come down on me hard. This yeah. was like ten years ago. Well, he's, he's dead, dead now, yeah. so you could do yeah, it. Well, hi. fuck him. Uh, yeah, I guess the legal team just stepped down too. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> Apple, no, that, don't uh, worry about them anymore. Well, he's it's, dead. Well, how do you put it? Hats We're off to Larry. Right. They just lock up the place and they go home. <laughs> They're just coasting on ideas that he wrote on cocktail napkins like 15 years ago. Now it's 60 times bigger. It's the size of a house, this phone. You're going to love it. There's some guy that walks in, works in like a locked room that's just like, I can't wait till 2020 when we introduce the iCar. Like, <laughs> All right. Drive around in that thing for a little while. Um, Dave, you're not mad at me for anything, are you? No. No. You're not annoyed with me? Um, No, no. Well, oh, oh, that sounds like hesitation. Oh. What's going on? I, want, I know something's up. Pull down my mic. No, 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 no. That's a, that's a, this is, this is nothing major, but it's a, it's an, it's an offline conversation. Really? Okay. You guys want to go talk about me and Michael? Keep things going here. I know this world is killing you, Dave. <laughs> oh, wow, I just got chills. Unfortunately, my aim's not that true, and that's why your shelf over there probably smells like pee. <laughs> oh. uh, no one touched the red drum set ever. No, again. I just get, I get very. I no, get, you don't have to. Yeah, we could talk about it off the air. I get very, I get very protective of the show and my place in it. That's, I that's pretty much it. That's it's what it comes down to. All right. I don't like certain wording that uh, that goes on on the Facebook sometimes. Hmm. That, that sounds like a notification. <laughs> Oh, who's who's talking on the Facebook? <laughs> Facebox. Perfect timing. Whoever did that. Oh, it's nothing. All right. Can we hear that song again, please? Dave Harrison. <laughs> I know this world is killing you, Dave. It sounds like the same. Too. It does. I interviewed I interviewed Elvis Costello once Did you? And it was one of the saddest moments of my life Because I thought he would be absolutely awesome And he was not absolutely awesome How did it go? What what happened? He You know when like you You hang out with like your drunk uncle Who just like tells stories all the time But then they 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 just become stories you don't care about anymore They just like kind of meander and ramble Kind of like me Uh Um it was like that, but it was like things that would start out really interesting, like, oh, you know, 
the time I, I first met Joe Strummer. And it's like, oh, this is going to be awesome. I love The Clash. I love Elvis Costello. No. And um, it was for an old job that I had, and he was doing that TV show. I don't know if he's still doing that TV show. but um, Elvis the, Costello and Friends? It's like spect- Saturday morning spectacles or something. Saturday Saturday. testicles. Um, but, uh, the Super Costello Hour. She and him were on it, too. Costello, with an exclamation point. <laughs> it's Costello. Um, but uh, uh, she and him were on it, too. Um, Zoe Deschanel and... Uh, the- oh, so it's pretty recent. Uh, well, yeah. It, it was a few years I guess ago. if you thought it was still on, obviously. And um, the other person was um, Jacob Dylan. Oh, he's exciting. Oh, oh wow. Wallflowers guy? Yeah, oh. what, a, what, a, what a guy. What a dud, huh? <laughs> Really is a wallflower. I wonder what. Uh... <laughs> He's a wallpaper. <laughs> the wallpapers. That's how dull they are. That guy's just a one big recessive gene. <laughs> uh, I was trying to think of something else, but that just killed man. That, that broke it out. So you're banning the wallpaper. Holy shit, that's funny. It was horrible. And I bet you somebody's gonna be like, "No, there's this great punk band out of Milwaukee." Called the wallpaper. Yeah, I don't know. I just picked a random. It, it wasn't. A, well, you didn't listen to the show last week, Dave, when uh, Ryan <laughs> interviewed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on the oh. street. <laughs> Wait, he's still alive. He's a total dick, apparently. Too. <laughs> oh my god! I've been for 15 years. I've been uh, seeing famous people all the time, and I can't say I can't imagine one of them was ever as rude as he was. He was a Abdul-Jabbar. You're a dick, and your assistant is a fucking cunt. He's an asshole. So I go. Uh, I went fuck you. you. Wait. Thank so you. what happened? <laughs> I see him on the street, and uh, I approached him. I wanted him to do a drop for the show, and uh, as soon as I walked up to him, he just stares at me, and I tell him, "I'm. I, it's nice to meet you. I'm a big fan of yours." And he just looks at me like I'm like I'm doing something wrong the whole I time. I typed in Kareem Abdul-Jabbar asshole. Play that again. I typed in Kareem Abdul-Jabbar asshole. <laughs> did it come up with a lot? Yeah, yeah. Really? It came up with a few things. Yeah, there was a few forums of people saying that they did the same thing. They went up to him and he, he wasn't friendly at all. So. I would have just interviewed him as the kid from Airplane. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Over under. <laughs> oh, that sucks. I'm, yeah. s- I'm sorry to hear that. That's all right. <laughs> I get over it. My dreams have been shattered. <laughs> that does suck, though. It, it's... Not at all the way I imagined him to be. I thought he was going to be real friendly. He's such a uh, in, on TV. He seems so personable and uh, it's always smiling. Well, you never see his head. You're right. On TV. You're right. That's true. Just from the chest down. <laughs> he played the original Nordberg. That's right. Did <laughs> he really? The police files. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I should have pretended he was O.J. Simpson when I went up to him. Oh shit. He would have liked that. <laughs> You're a great driver. <laughs> anyway, I forgot. I never introduced the show. We're live from the barrage. Thank God, Dave Harrison's back. Hi, Dave. Hello, <laughs> Dave Harrison. Hey, I missed you. Even though you texted me and told me to do the show anyway. I know this world is killing me. <laughs> oh, wow, Ryan um, Collison, who just got laid off. Sorry, buddy. That's all right. Hey, dude, who got laid off from DRI for the time being. <laughs> So yeah. it's time to go back. Not on the air, right? And we have a uh, oh, we have a uh, special treat today. Justin Foley from the band Austerity Program will be stopping by around nine o'clock. Seen to play poker too? No, I don't think. It, well, he can if he wants. I don't. I don't know if he's a poker player. I don't. He doesn't strike me as one. I'm sure he would, the game's been going on so long here that I'm sure he would have sn- if, uh, you know sniffed it out. Is he from New York? He is. He's a. I believe he's in. I don't know. We'll have to ask him. If he's a native New Yorker. I know he's from Astoria. He's got a studio there. 
And they're on uh, the Hydra Head Records, which is now dissolving. Exist, right? Yeah. I bet you they got laid off. They're all getting laid off. Tough times. We'll have to ask them about that, too. <coughs> the burning questions people want to know. No. I feel like I should Such lose artists. my job, too, just to be like you guys. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. Now we got to make this radio thing work. That's right. Hey, Come we'll on, wait. people. And on Wednesday, we're going to have seven, we fucking Sebado in. That's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Dave doesn't look too excited. I don't know. I thought they were one of your favorite bands. I am. They are one of my favorite bands. Oh, okay. Where's Lou? <laughs> Lou lives in California. Uh, now he's got time to fly. We'll in. get him on the phone. You know, I, mean, he wouldn't I don't say know. If he Lou wouldn't say much anyway. Electric radio personality, either. Well, would we'll you say he's? Would you really call this electric and... radio? It's <laughs> <laughs> a bold description. <laughs> you keep shocking my balls. <laughs> That's true. So, are we a shock radio program? There you go. Yeah, <laughs> big shock, shock radio <laughs> coming the at you. Shock we've gotten through That's right. seventeen balls, shows or whatever. How many? Vagina. Shows? How many shows are we up to now? This is our 19th show. Wow. You believe that? We should have a party this is, at no, no, no. This is This is my and John's 19th show. <laughs> two of you have taken weeks off. I did bring wow. cupcakes if you that, want. That's wow. true. Well, I've taken week, weeks off, too. We just haven't done the show, and I'm not here. Right, well. Because I'm so goddamn important. I'm so goddamn reliable. This that's is right. why I can't believe I can't get fucking hired right now. <laughs> 19 shows in a row, ladies and gentlemen. Hire hairdo. Hire hairdo. Hairdo, talk about your qualifications a little bit. I'm handsome. I like long walks on the beach. Not No, not your not your dating profile. Your uh, your I, uh, job qualifications. I, I, I've done a lot of things. I'm, I'm fucking fast on the draw. I could... Uh, could you be a man with a van? Shit, you got the van. I'll be your man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 Everyone, everyone's complaining on the chat box, Dave. That it sounds really tense. That there's tension. There's no tension. There's no tension. I, no, I think that 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 question was a little awkward. No, I was a little upset that. Um, oh, here we go. There was a there was a comment about Dean filling in for me, and uh, I thought oh. I thought we had guests. Oh yeah, no, you're correct. Um, that's uh, a wording that I just you know. I didn't think about. I mean, I was. I, I'm. I'm a sensitive guy, so that was like a minor thing. But it, oh, like, well. and then like I apologize. No one's ever sitting in for you. Filling in. We don't, we have guests. You're correct. That was my my mistake. Faux pas. Facebook faux pas. I was gonna. Th- I was thinking of asking um, Miss Manners about it or uh, <laughs> whatever. Like, dear Abby. Dear Abby, should I be upset that uh, my radio show described someone else as filling in for me when in fact they were a guest? And then Ann Landers replies, "Stop <laughs> bothering my sister. She's dead." <laughs> Brains. <laughs> I didn't think you read the Facebook. Uh, uh, Updates because you never like them or comment on them or anything. Well, because if I like them, they I like them as live from the barrage, which makes Same it thing stupid. For me. Yeah, I understand. Oh, I don't have that access. Uh, can I? Uh, can I get a promotion An admin? Here? You want admin? Yeah, right? that, yeah. Tree says it blows his mind that he didn't. That um, he says Kareem Abdul Jabbar is a notorious prick. He's got a decades-old reputation as being a complete yeah. fucking. Has prick. anyone met his teammates? Hated him, from what I understand. <laughs> Has anyone met Keith Hernandez? I feel like he might be a prick, but in like a fun way, like an Anthony Bourdain kind of character. Right. Like, I, I know he's a uh, he's he's of very high intelligence. Civil War buff, actually. Yeah, yeah really. Could do Big the history Sunday buff, yeah. uh, New York Times crossword puzzle and, and make quick work of that. Hmm. I'm lucky to get two words in that fucking thing. It was really weird when he did shave his mustache. How it was not tan <laughs> on the mustache, so yeah. it looked like he still had a it, mustache. It was still there. there you was, couldn't, it was like a ghost mustache. You still couldn't see what he looked like without a mustache. <laughs> like it still wasn't happening. Like it wasn't. Like you could tell a little bit if you squinted. Like if you had bad eyesight, you could see. But like I was like, I really wonder what he looks like. He looked kind of like a like my um, middle school math teacher, Mister Goodbody. <laughs> <laughs> that was a dark day that I prefer not to relive. <laughs> 
I thought he was here to teach us about the human body. No, nope, math. Sorry. I mean, he's, got, he's got the, the, the suit on, but he also has a tie around it. You know. Well, yes. Slim Goodbody was a prick when I met him, so there we go. He had no prick. Does anyone else have any uh, celebrity prick stories? Welcome to call in. It's uh, Greg Jeffries. Oh, wait, no, I, I actually read that thing that you posted about the Mets being Yeah, pricks. he was like, in there. Yeah. I met him. He was a total dick. And Daryl Strawberry was a dick I when called I him a Greg penis. Greg Jeffrey's a penis. That's, That's right. right. I did yes. call him a penis. Yes. Right to his face? face. Right. Yes. What did he say? I sang it to him. I said, Greg, Greg Jeffries is a penis. Uh, he was a short... And I was working there, too, at the USL. <laughs> it was probably, you know, it wasn't a good idea. Very unprofessional. When awesome. was this? It's one of the best This stories. was... Um, I must have been 19 years old. Okay, I was going to say, did you recognize him now? Because I wouldn't know You know, he was an active player then he was a the much ballyhooed rookie that was supposed to come up and be a superstar and you suck greg jeffries i met Kev- out your i met kevin mcreynolds once at a um at a <laughs> oh nice guy cut his the head off his cash yep. right? used, yeah used what? i met him at a used car dealership my uncle my uncle took us to like get his autograph it was one of those things where like they get you into a car dealership it was actually the same thing they did on eastbound and down or whatever where he like yeah. signs it whatever that's, but uh that's weird i met rafael santana at one of those really yeah. so <laughs> i was like eight or nine this was like 87 88 I drew a picture of him, and I put all his stats underneath it. Not really. I looked back on it later, and his stats were fucking horrible. So that must have been bad. Like to be like, oh, you're batting two seventeen. That's awesome. But uh, so like, I put all his stats on through the season, and he Get looks lost. at it, and he goes, he looks down at it, he looks at me, and he goes, this doesn't look anything like me, kid. You're a shitty charm. <laughs> I was like eight. That's He's, amazing. He signed it anyway, but I was like, what an asshole. I didn't want it after that. It's incredible. Yeah, and that was horrible. <laughs> your uh, your brother's friends worked at uh, Shea Stadium, and they were ball boys, right? And uh, yeah. they, didn't they say Mike Stanton was the biggest asshole there? Um, oh, the relief pitcher for right. the Yankees? He, yeah, was, he came yeah, over in, to yeah. spite the Yankees. I don't, and, I'd never heard that before. It could be. Yeah, or if, like, I, if I did hear it, I, I can't remember it right now. Everybody in the clubhouse <laughs> hated him. He was mean to all the employees and everything. So I think he was just an angry guy to begin with, and he left the Yankees to go to the Mets. And- My brother says Shaquille O'Neal demanded like 20 tickets to the zoo, and when he didn't get them right away, he tweeted about how bad of time he was having at the zoo. My brother works at the zoo. Awesome. Huh? <laughs> Shaq, what the fuck, man? I remember Chipper Jones tweeted that his TV wasn't working in the hotel, yep. and like five minutes later, the whole staff was up there changing the TV. I love it. My favorite thing is when ex-athletes have gotten so used to getting paid for their autograph that when you go right. up to them, they ask for money. Like no, I know there's a on few the street, ones that'll, ask, they'll ask for money. Joe DiMaggio was notorious for that. He would never give away a free autograph. Like at those shows and stuff, it was like a hundred bucks or whatever it was. Jeez, really? He was a real dick too. My uncle, uh, my uncle Ken actually, who was called in before, has the best Muhammad Ali story ever. And I'm going to say a bad word here, but it's in the context of Muhammad Ali. He goes to one of those sports signings and he walks up. And uh, Muhammad Ali, this is like not that long ago, and he's got the uh, Parkinson's, so he's all shaky and whatever. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, oh, that's horrible. I, mean, I was laughing at something uh, I heard earlier. And, uh, <laughs> my uncle goes, um, Mr. Ali, I'm a huge fan. Um, you know, it's, it's an honor to meet you, whatever. And he stands up and he has this really angry look on his face and he's kind of shaking. He goes, did you just call me a nigger? <laughs> Get the fuck And my uncle goes, I almost pissed myself. And he was just like, uh, no, no, I didn't. I, I, what? And he's like, oh, I'm just kidding with you. <laughs> Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. Then he signed the autograph. Oh, I Holy shit, that. that's fucking that hilarious. <laughs> that's the best thing I've ever heard. 
Muhammad Ali, if you're listening. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. That's fucking funny. That's fucking funny, is right. I, I, even if I, you know what, I wouldn't want to get hit by Parkinson's out, Muhammad Ali. That would be fucking terrible. He could still kick any one of our yeah, asses. Yeah, he would knock me through a wall. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I kicked the shit out of Muhammad Ali. Imagine that. Imagine you go down in history as the guy who beat up Muhammad yeah, Ali. Float like a butterfly, sink like a stone, buddy. Get over here. Just jack Muhammad Ali in like the in like some autograph sign. <laughs> Do I get a weapon? <laughs> like, well, no. That, that happened a few years ago in uh, in Brooklyn in a hotel. Two guys went up to Mike Tyson and uh, oh, yeah. started yeah. Uh, started getting work out too well and, and he was trying to put he was blowing them off, but they were insisting, and they ended up the two guys got into a fist fight with Mike Tyson. <laughs> and he beat the hell out. Of no, they deal. actually uh, held up pretty well against him. Well, it was two guys, and <laughs> yeah. he's probably drunk already. Yeah, and then no, like, but he did. He beat the crap out of Mitch Blood Green that time yeah. on the street in Brooklyn. Yeah, it was he, one Mitch Blood punch. Green was a boxer. Yeah, but with one punch, did you uh, did you ever see his face? Mitch do, Blood Green. Do you remember his face? From yeah, that? there's no uh, difference between before and after. Uh, no, shot, right? it was it was bad. His whole, I mean, it was one shot, and his, his whole face was just mangled. Ah, I gotta pull it up here. It's yeah, disgusting. Yeah. He was and he was mouthing off and mouthing off. And they, 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 you they, got knocked the fuck out. Now they went. I couldn't imagine that. What are the chances they walked down the same street in, like the middle of the night, like just rolling around doing bad shit together? <laughs> not, not, what do they still have boxing? I mean, I, I don't even hear anything about famous <laughs> boxers anymore. They do still have boxing. They do, don't yeah, they? Well, the sport is completely tainted and corrupt. Well, there's a whole bunch of people like, stop watching it. There's no real heavyweight. Watching, uh, Who, the who's a heavyweight champion? Uh, can you any of you guys name? I'm going to guess Klitschko and say Klitschko. I'm say Klitschko too. Uh, is Pacquiao the uh, I hear his name. Yeah. I hear Mayweather. I think Mayweather's you know, once in a while. Mayweather's he's, he's Mayweather won't take Pacquiao's fight, and it's bullshit. I'm, I'm I mean, waiting for that for a long time. There's no idols of boxing anymore. I'm, I just <laughs> not hear anything. Where's Sugar Ray Leonard? <laughs> yeah. need him. Heavy Where have you boxing gone, Sugar is corrupt. Ray I, I do follow a little bit of boxing, like not like yeah, well, it's thoroughly. But. Yeah, it's uh, the promoters screw it all up, and hey, there's money under the table. There's a whole <laughs> fucking business. Is Don King still around? Yeah, I'm sure he's yes. still got his nose in there. He he, he was uh, banned from boxing for a long time. Yeah. But yeah, boxing's still around. How about the. <laughs> you know who else is a good boxer? Who? Mario. I don't know. That was the worst segue ever. Who's that? Let's talk about it. No, I wanted to talk about the kid from Sons of, Sons of Anarchy who went. Oh, oh, poor Kip. Who went berserk and killed oh, okay. his fucking old landlady. That's what happens when you fuck with Katie. And then Perry. he fought the neighbors with a two by four and then fell or jumped off a roof to his death. Yeah, I actually saw a thing. You guys watch that show, right? What's uh, his name? Yeah. I've seen enough. I know who he is. He was yeah. the, he was the probie or whatever. He like, was half sack, half sack. Yeah, because yeah. he had one ball. That's it. That's An actor it. in the series Sons of Anarchy. He was also a former lover of Katy Perry. Ooh, lover. You ever see her without makeup? She looks like no. Snooki. Like, it's horrible. She yeah. looks she looks like a train wreck. Jesus Christ. <laughs> She's not an attractive lady. Let me see if I can pull this up because uh, well, this kid's name is Johnny Lewis. Nice. I didn't see that there. Yeah, Johnny Lewis. And uh, you wonder if he got kicked off the show because he was in, he was all fucked up. Well, on Kurt, drugs. he was Kurt, killed. Kurt Sutter said he was uh, he wasn't surprised at all. Yeah, he said he saw it coming or whatever. Somebody else, I forget who it was on the show. None of the main ten characters, let's say, uh, said that he was surprised. Oh, that's Katy Perry. Yikes! Ouch. She looks like um. She looks I think like, he just I'm cracked. That, the, I'm not that repulsed. He cracked the screen. It's bad. It's bad, guys. It's bad. Just if you if you type in Katy Perry no makeup, it's the first thing that comes up. It's hideous. I don't know. She looks like that woman who supposedly killed her daughter in Florida, Casey Anthony, who's hot. Come on, what are you talking about? So, so then you're saying that that's hot? That is not hot, but Casey Anthony's hot. 
That's oh, a- I threw out the article. The same thing was with the yeah. Erin Moran got kicked out of a trailer park. She looks terrible. Oh, I saw too. that. Joni? Yeah. All right. But- listen, I got something to tell you guys. Uh-oh. Or something to ask you. Okay. Let's hear it. Find it. Um, since we're talking about celebrities who look... Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> What about how Tony Danza gave a hell of an interview to everyone but you? Yeah, like I know. The week after. You know, <laughs> such bullshit. Hmm. I think I have that. He was talking about all this stuff. He was on TV. I mean, I guess you just weren't big enough for him. Yeah, he did a whole rap. Yeah. It's bullshit. He raps the famous... Rap about famous people, but I don't have your name in it. That's okay. Because Markowitz is... He's sitting in like a trailer. <laughs> Uh, um, uh, one of those but stage like trailers goes, for the parks with Marty Markowitz. Here's his rap. Here's a list of famous peeps from my favorite borough. Oh, boy. So far, huh? <laughs> my friends are skills. My Bugsy friends are skills. Most of the rhymes, Omar Epps of Deloise, Jackie Gleason, Vince Lombardi had their own Brooklynese. Arthur Miller, Larry David, Moe's Def and Jay-Z, Eddie Murphy, Adam Sandler, Larry Moe and Curly. Oh, he's naming George famous Curry, people. Cousin Brucey, Jimmy Smith, Montgomery Cliff, Biggie Smalls, Marv Albert, Woody Allen, Dershowitz. <laughs> i tell you what, he wasn't the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> what, did, what was Dershowitz supposed to rhyme with? <laughs> see, uh, uh, like, were you like, oh shit, I gotta get Alan Dershowitz in this rap? Larry King, Jerry Seibel, Mickey Rooney, Richard Drivers, Jimmy Fallon, Barry Manilow, and Vetus Carolitis, Eli Wyatt, Barry Manilow from Brooklyn? Brooks, right back. I they believe everything Tony Dander says. And both so do I. Especially if he raps it to me. Martha Stewart. Don't know it, never been here, couldn't find it on a map. <laughs> do you say most of Star Trek? That is not us laughing, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> That's on YouTube. <laughs> Wait, did he say most of Star Trek? That'll teach you. Victor Moore, William Forsyth, Al Sharpton, Joe Paterno, Al D'Amato. Joe Paterno. Al D'Amato. Maybe you want to update your rap. <laughs> I wrote this in 88. <laughs> really proud of uh, a <laughs> child molester. Nick and Johnny Boyd, Enabler. And he Excuse brought me. it up again. That's even worse. Mike Tyson, Zero Monster, Harvey Keitel, Edward G. Robinson. Mike Tyson. Buddy Hackett and Vince D'Onofrio, Al Capone and Michael Jordan. That's right. They ain't from Chicago. An actual lesson. That's okay because I'm Italian, Mike. And most of them don't rhyme. So many names from whence they came to make their fame as much as clear. Brooklyn's behind it. Can't deny it. To their hearts, it's always near. Peace out. Did he drop the mic? Yeah, he punched Marty Markowitz right in the face. I would pay to see that. He should have just turned around and dropped the mic at Marty Markowitz's. Watch me throw the ball, I'll strike out Maliki. <laughs> Seriously, though, isn't Mike Tyson from Catskills? I, I'm pretty sure he's from the Catskills. <laughs> no, 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 he, no, was no, no he was born in Brooklyn, yeah. He was when he was Really? Because Mike Tyson's punch out the video game yes, always told me he was from was Catskills. <laughs> Catskills, New York. There's yeah, no, no town no. called Catskills. No. <laughs> but, uh, no, he was, yeah, he, but he grew up in the Catskills with G- Customato. He was, I think he was, like, in trouble. And Yeah, they sent him up there. Um, to and, get out of trouble. And this guy just took him off the street and was like, stop being an asshole and get in the ring. And he made him good and, you know and then they all whatever, we all know that, yeah let's yeah they all lived happily ever after unless you beat him in punch out and then he'd be pissed or you're robin Givens. <laughs> i was watching a thing um before monday night football uh about the seahawks one of the seahawks uh linebackers or is it he i, I he uh is that marshawn lynch was he the one that like was in jail and he is like a drug dealer not marshawn lynch um well i forget his name 51 he got he sacked rogers like three times during the game but um, he um, had this whole story about how he uh, had been a drug dealer and he dropped out of high school and stuff. And it was, it was actually really fascinating. I, I, 
I love those deep sports stories. I love like the thirty for thirties. Uh, thirty and stuff. for thirties. Like, those great. are great. I love that. That's the um, back now. Who's the uh, hot runner chick that was like a roided up? Jackie Joyner Kersey. <laughs> Not Jackie Joyner Kersey. <laughs> what? I, what thought I, was was, I thought I was right. No, I forget her name. Um, but no, there was a really good one on her. Um, the, the best one they did was uh, the two Escobars. You ever see that no, one? No, I didn't see that one. Oh, that one's great. It's uh, it's about the drug dealer Escobar and uh, the guy that scored on his own goal in the uh, World Cup and from Colombia. And uh, it explained the whole story about how he got shot when he went back. And everybody, I always assumed it that, was the townspeople or that it was one of those things. He gets off the airplane and they just kill him right away because they're all pissed off at him. But he actually uh, got into a... He got into a problem in a bar with one of Escobar's guys, the drug dealer, and uh, um, he had a chance to walk away from the whole thing, but he went back and said something again, and then he got shot, so. That sucks. Yeah. I actually watched the... That's weird the way that they crossed. Yeah. Yeah. I watched the one about um, uh, the guy, the Cubs fan who caught the... uh, Oh, that was excellent. that one was really good. With the kid, uh, what's his name, Uh, he went into hiding. Yeah. No one see like some guy. They had a part where some guy was talking about how his first assignment for Sports Illustrated or whatever was to try and find him, and he found him like five years later. And uh, right, he's never been interviewed yeah, the whole he, time. They, ex- but just the way they explained the entire situation, they broke it down with the uh, whole big buck, graphics Buckner and everything about. And, and they interviewed all the people that were around him. There was a few people that went for the ball. Too. Well, the other guy, the other guy, the bar owner, or whatever, they were like, he's as much to blame. Like you know, he he had his hand on the ball too. And I love the whole they did the whole Bill Buckner thing before that because yeah. the, the guy who made the film yeah. was a big Red Sox fan. He was looking at Buckner, and it was actually really sad because he seemed, Buckner seemed like a really nice guy. Yeah, and the Buckner uh, was his body really was breaking, by broken down. He was a great uh, career ball player. He was a good guy. But the worst part is Goes he said, like "Dickhead, that. fuck you, Buckner." <laughs> <laughs> Chances are, Mookie, hey, is this Mookie count Wilson, as sports? Been... All right, will you please play the old sports song? Chances are Wilson would have been uh, safe. Please. Yeah. Wait, there's more. He, he's always... Singer, the old sports song. You're the piano man. <laughs> Singer, the old sports song. <laughs> well, we're all in the mood for... The old sports song. <laughs> <laughs> he's everywhere. He's constantly bothering everyone. Please. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Let me do my song. That's how I feel. I feel like a guy at Please. the piano, like he's Please. screaming at me. Please. The old sports song. Here's him, him at the uh, Elton John concert. All right. Will you please play the old sports it's song? Not line. That's just not right. People pay good money for those seats. <laughs> the old sports song. Mr. Mayor. Fellow Democrats, we are here to nominate a president. All right. Will you please play the old sports song? Please. You had a lot of time this week, huh? I've got one in mind. I stayed up very late last night and got in a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah. Please. It's time for sports. All right, so anyway, there's a sports song. There's your sports song, motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> uh, so Dicky, 20 wins. I missed it. I wasn't allowed to go to the game. Did you I, go, Ryan? I tried to get you to go too. No, I, I didn't go either. Uh, I know. Ryan said I'll pick you up right now. I was. Uh, I was. Uh, tickets like 10 bucks. Yeah, I was right outside the stadium when I called you. 20 wins, and uh, the you know usually at the last home game, the Mets all come out and throw people stuff. 
right. of a video. Do you see Mario's video? Right. Uh, Tim Tuffle was throwing out yeah, batting you, gloves. Then you just see like a mess of bodies and hear a bunch of confusion. And he starts screaming, there's an eight-year-old here. There's an eight-year-old here. <laughs> and they're scrambling for something on the ground. Right. He ended and this, up is, he, this is the video he watches, su- deems it suitable, and then posts it on Facebook. Like, this is great. <laughs> you can't even see what's going on. Just hear him yelling at everyone. He probably sold the glove already, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah. Ten bucks on this. eBay for Tim Tuffle's fucking batting glove. I went to the game with him uh, <laughs> last Wednesday, and oh, it was a heartbreaker. The, uh, the Phillies won in the bottom of the ninth inning. It was the top of the ninth inning. It was terrible. But um, we went there, and we had these food vouchers that we were supposed to use, and he's trying oh. to see, you got to see him trying to sell them to the people online. Uh. It's great. Oh. He, like he walks up to people, and people like are like, "What? What the fuck do you want? Get out of here!" You know, he's like, "I get these food vouchers. I can't use them. I'll get you. Wait, how much is a hamburger? Five fifty? I'll give it to you for two dollars." <laughs> and then, so I lose him for a while, and he comes to meet me to smoke a cigarette in the, in the, on the outside thing, and he comes over with like two seventy five in his hand. He's like, "This, this is your share." <laughs> Oh my God! What a hustler! That man. Can he just move. tried to call me, Mario. If you're listening, call in. If anybody else wants to call, number seven one eight five seven seven two seven one six. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't memorize it yet. But oh, wait, uh, here's a. This guy will tell you what the number is. Brendan Burke. Best in radio bullshitting. That is live from the barrage. Dial 718-577-2716. That's live from the barrage, and they're in flushing. There's Brendan Burke. Sent me that today. Nice. It's good. Giving out the phone number, helping us out. He's got a good voice for radio. I think he was doing after Upon uh, repeated listens, I think he's doing the Paul's Boutique uh, bit. I could hear that. Yeah. I liked your uh, Facebook post late last night about how people should leave us drunk voicemails. Yeah. <laughs> yes, anyone, that was Twitter, wasn't it? Did anyone leave drunk voicemails? Oh, I don't think so. Damn it. They did not. I would see it on here, right, Mike? Like, you should, yeah. It would say new voicemail or something. I don't know what happened to Skype. I can't find it right now. Hmm. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> We don't get enough calls in. I mean, I actually, I think it's oh, because it we all act incredibly uncomfortable and just try and get someone off the phone as quickly as possible <laughs> yeah. whenever they call. <laughs> it's like, that's great, man. All right, anyway. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I think I would see if there were voicemails. I wish we'd get drunk in voicemail. I'd love to play those on the air, like during the week. If you're not doing anything, leave us voicemails. Get here's the week, completely here's, hammered. Here's the challenge for next Wednesday. If you're going out this weekend and uh, you're in a relationship or you're single and Ooh. don't want to bring someone home, Give them our number as your number. Oh, that's, well, that's a, a good really idea. Good so if you pick like someone it. up and they want your number and you want to trade numbers, just give them 718-577-2716, or as Brendan said, uh, 2716. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, if you want to remember it in baseball, that's uh, Keith Hernandez, Doc, Doc Gooden, 2716. Right. right. That's why we did that. You should say that to the girl, actually, or the guy, but I'm assuming it's probably going to be Derek used to always remember numbers like that. You give him a number and he'd be like, oh, it's uh, Sanchez, Tebow, Hernandez, Good. <laughs> like wow, it's amazing. I can't remember the last time I memorized a phone number. Yeah, I, I, I try. I, I try to stay on top of that once in a while. Yeah, With important up. phone numbers anyway. Well, I know John's house number. Do you? Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know it. Yeah, I know your old number. I can't believe you got rid of that. Yeah, it's a real bummer. I, I wonder if I can buy Love that old. Number. I wonder if I can buy it back. <laughs> <laughs> Get a hold of the person. Hey, All right. this used to be mine. Let's take a break. Okay. You know, you believe it's already 8.48. The time I, uh, is really well, flying we're right by. 15 minutes of it, we weren't on the air. Yeah, so. 15 minutes That's true. Dead. But it, 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 we kept it alive. Listen to the podcast. Oh, shit, is that baby. new snack mix? 
<laughs> what yeah. the fuck? I brought that shit like two weeks ago. Oh, and, uh, you motherfucker. Hold on a second. It wasn't my... I you didn't. assholes want to talk about fucking classic rock. <laughs> <laughs> so, yo, what are you going to play right now? I want to know. What am I going to play? Yeah. Uh, let's see. I, I, was ha- going I had a preview of some of the music this week for a change. Oh. Oh, well, I have some really bad hip-hop that was sent to me, but I don't think I'm ready no, for that. No, don't open with that. Oh, the, you want the robot song? Yeah, let's, let's hear that robot. Some, some band from, uh, who knows where they're from, Mars. But, me a, but, but, do you know what you never found out where, like, Bane, what's their name, Bane or something? Visitors. Visit. The name of the band is Visitors, and this name of this song is We Are Robots. <laughs> Enjoy. Keep sending me music. At to uh, live from the barrage at gmail.com. This is uh, this is called like a what is it called when you do this the, the talk up the uh, yeah and then when they really start good. singing you stop talking yeah but we don't, we don't we, post. do we know when they start singing oh yeah live from the, <laughs> the barrage.
I'm on TV, and it's high time that I see With anvils raining down, my life's a wreck. A punchline to a fucking... On a weekend morning, it's all a horror of dynamite and pain. 300 miles an hour, 15,000 watts of power, miles of tricks for you, but for me, my friends, it's pure cocaine.
right back on the air right now. This record is over. Oh, no, it's not. Yeah, we are back, actually. Oh, we're back. We're back live on the air. Hey. <laughs> I think. There's uh, five of us now. My record player has got an awful grounding issue. Well, we'll have to look into that. But I'm, I wanna, I'm always happy to play the record over the, anything else, but my record player's balls. <laughs> so welcome back. We're here with Justin Foley of the Austerity Program. Hi there. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, was it the view? Yeah, I, know, I don't know. It's a, <laughs> I just, it's a throw like your a, eye candy. Cut it, child. It's great to meet you. Professionalism in there somewhere. You know? <laughs> yeah, everyone start claiming which one on the view you are right Thanks. now. Whoopi. I'm Joey <laughs> Bell. Oh. I had to go quick for that one. Well, I don't want to be the, the really dumb I, Wait, I can't. Why am she I? She thinks the world is flat, that one. Oh, I'll be her. I'm going to go home and stare at myself in the mirror naked. All right. <laughs> just stare? Well, let's, we'll see what happens. I'll be, see where it goes see. from there. I guess i got to be Joy Behar, and uh, I'll do so. the same thing. You wrote some wonderful books that have really changed my life, Joy. <laughs> Isn't she married to, like, Regis or something? Uh, who knows? These fucking planes. The U.S. Open is over. The planes are constantly going over my house. That's the weather. They fly lower, and it's like this. I guess, yeah. Oh, really? Is that the so. answer? Should I have closed that? I'm sorry. No, that's fine. All right. <laughs> so how are you, Justin? I'm doing great. That plane was uncomfortably close, though. Yeah, the yeah. planes are. They come close. It was awful. Um, so what's the topic of conversation? I haven't been able to listen to anything. Or what's, what have we already talked about that's off limits? What are we done with? <laughs> Not, nothing's ever off limits. Um, it's a couple. No holes barred. <laughs> right. <laughs> We the, um, so, I w- so no holes barred is off limits. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, uh, Justin. Yeah. Um, you're in a band called the Austerity Program. I am. And uh, you're on Hydra Head Records. We were. And uh, I wanted to ask you about the Hydra Head Records thing. Uh, they're okay. dissolving, I guess, or uh, what's yeah. the deal? Yeah, they. Uh, um, I mean, I don't know. I, 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 ask me more about it, because because open-ended questions. I just right. Then I, um, I keep talking. They they're not profitable right anymore, so they need to shut down, uh, and they're going to try to sell off their inventory. I guess. Uh, yeah, it's it's not quite that dire, but that's basically what it is. They're um, you know they so 
uh, Hydrahead Records, for folks who don't know, is an uh, independent sort of heavy metal-focused uh, record label started off in Boston like about 15, 20, well, about 17 years ago. Has been successful for a long time, been able to sort of keep the doors open. Um, over the past few years, has really sort of concentrated on sort of really cool vinyl releases and stuff. Um, but back in uh, about a week and a half ago, the guy who was sort of like the founding person, a guy by the name of Aaron Turner, made an announcement that was unexpected. I didn't find out about it until like I sort of heard the rumor and then saw about it, saying that the label was going to uh, stop, uh, at least stop releasing new stuff and was going to at least try and see if they could settle in terms of just moving their back catalog and sort of cleaning up. You weren't the only band to get that email, right? Maybe he was just trying to dump you guys. In. No, no. We, we, you know, like, the guys uh, were breaking yeah. up the band. Uh, <laughs> don't me, show up next yeah. Tuesday. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> me exactly. and Bill here, we're going to continue on under a different name. <laughs> Sorry, we're a three-piece. You know, like, like we totally lucked into being on the label. Like, we absolutely lucked into it. Like, like small, weird band, no following. So they, they picked us up because of a demo that we sent, which, right. you know, I was like, oh, that's cool. That was really neat that that happened to and I've since found out, like, just simp- it doesn't happen. So, like, right. it was really weird that that took place. So, there really, like, there was such a sort of sense of odd living on borrowed time, sort of magic to us being a part of this. You know, we totally looked in this group of people, like, aesthetically, exactly what we were looking for. Their business practices were exactly like they were. They were super good guys to us. They totally like ran a label the way that we would want. If we knew what the hell we were doing, we would want to run it. So there was always this sense of like. This has got to end. Right. Yeah. So it was yeah, like, so it wasn't really a surprise when it came in. Like, the, the reasons behind it notwithstanding, there was just sort of this existential feeling like, someday you're going to wake up and there's going to be an yeah. email saying party's over. So part of that really was a little bit of a thing. It was like, I was trying to sort of sort through it. There really was a thing of like, I wonder if it's just us that's getting it. Like, like you know, some irrational shit like that, <laughs> yeah, right? Like, yeah, it was yeah. just like, you know, I'd be like, well, I, I guess I couldn't blame them for sort of, you know, kind of being like, what the fuck did we have you guys on this record label for for 13 years or whatever? But it ended up actually being kind of the way it looked. Which How is, many records have you put out with them? Uh, so we've put out, I mean, technically we've only put out two EPs and uh, a full length and a seven inch. So... Um, in well, 13 years? Yeah. It really, we are not a, a fast band, yeah. I guess you could say. And we're, we're, Do you record all the stuff in your studio? Yeah. In Astoria? Yep. That's right. And Does that have a name? That's not commercial. That's just your own place? Yeah. I mean, I, I've uh, recorded a couple of bands. Yeah. Nonagon. Nonagon uh, stuff. Yep. My God. That's uh, a good uh, band. Uh, I love that band. Good stuff. Man. Yeah. I mean, those guys. I, they're the best. Yeah. They're, I, I like them a lot. I'm very good friends with them. Um, have had one or two other bands that I've recorded in there, but for the most part, it's just... Well, you know, I had to give it a name because it was like I'm sure it was like this place like before this was you, you used to call this the garage or something, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the right. place that he used masturbated. To be cars in here. I used to like, like on the Simpsons. I called it a car hole. We didn't get that fancy. <laughs> <laughs> so, but at some point, right after you've done enough work in it, like you sort of make. And that was literally yeah. a day when I came in and said to my wife, I was like, it was the shed. Now it's a thing. It's a place. Yeah, it was like we can't call it the shed anymore. I'm not going out to do work in the shed now. Enough That's has been right. done. You know, now that you mentioned, that, I remember you guys putting out a promotional video. Uh, where like a producer tried to come in and um you know yeah tell you what to do with the record now i can picture the shed in my head yep. and the inst- yeah but oh, okay it, so, so that, that's where it is it studio. actually is in a, an actual shed yep. in the backyard it's it's in an actual shed in the backyard and, and if you would like to rob the place the address is uh the address is uh <laughs> it is 170th street 66 whoa 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 that's my address that's right no uh so yeah so um uh so all you're all i'm sorry i'm all over the place that's fine analog i can tell 
Uh, uh, it's just uh, a, a you know your two inch tape machine, uh, dude. One inch tape machine, because um, so it's a one inch eight track, and I mean we did we demo and stuff on Pro Tools just because it's like you know you yeah. burn tape yeah, um, to, as we're as we're doing that stuff. But all the final recording stuff that either I've done for myself or that I've done for other people, it's been on analog tape. It's harder to find tape now, isn't it, or is, that, uh, or is it still? Not you know it it was for a little bit um, then or sourcing tape as they call it. Yeah, it's still sourcing. Hey man, uh, yeah. Sor- sourcing. We're trying to source some tape. <laughs> it was the, I, taped over a Queen demo. Who <laughs> 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 <It> hasn't? <laughs> I actually I never really had like was it all involved in like taking drugs or like you know being in the drug world or, like mm-hmm. buying even pot like I've never done that in my life so. Right. Which I only say because, like, that whole, like, how all that stuff happens continues to be this sort of, like, adolescent mystery for me. So I was hoping while tape was sort of scarce for a while that I could adopt some of that language to sort of, like, sourcing tape, right? Right. It could be like Breaking Bad but with tape. Well, exactly, exactly. But, like, (laughs) oh, you know, yeah, I got this beat on this guy. He's got some, like, some really mint quantity one in, but, like, we got to move on it quick, you know? And there's, like, a pickup or, like, and all that stuff. So, But the difference is there's nothing cool about that. I mean, it's... it's, Yeah, you're not going to have to beg to differ (laughs) (laughs) I think you know. I, Let's yeah. go cop a lid. <laughs> exactly <laughs> of quantity. Of quantity. He lives around the corner. His name's Mike. I think. Why He's gotta, tall? Why you gotta do that to me? No, not you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny you mentioned that because we did say something about somebody doing drugs that we know last week on the show, and I got in big trouble for that. Really? What happened? Well, they weren't happy. I don't know. Uh, we had um. I don't know if you know. A guy named Dean Rispler from uh, he runs a record company called Drug Front, Front Records, uh, <laughs> and uh, he was on the show. He was a guest. Uh-huh. It's a guest appearance. He wasn't oh, he, filling in. For he didn't Dave. fill in for anyone. No, he I didn't thought fill he, in yeah, for I Dave. thought he filled in for someone. And he just mentioned something about somebody we know doing lines, and it was a big rigmarole. But anyway, it, anyway, so back to Hydrohead. Are yeah. they? Uh, do you know if they're keeping? Are they doing like a digital backlog? Like, can they? St- can you still get the stuff digitally? Like, do, how are they? Because I mean, there's no overhead really for that, right? Just to keep stuff available on iTunes and right. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's. Um, good question, Dave. Yeah, I actually thanks, Dave. Thanks for leading on that. I, uh, <laughs> I I actually had a good conversation with Aaron. Uh, so I mentioned the guy's name. One of the two people who was running labels, a uh, guy Aaron Turner. I was having a conversation with him today. Um, which I, I guess I meant to sort of give some context. So I was just thinking about this, but it, if it comes off as name dropping, that's fine. Um, so I was talking to Aaron and, uh, you know, we were talking about some mutual friends of ours, like, you know, um, but uh, they, you know, the idea is that they keep the doors open. They can, they still sort of have the ability to distribute that stuff. Um, but, and they've got a bunch of CDs that like, you know, some of which are, are going to sell and some of which are just going to sort of pile up on a shelf. Um and then they will, you know, they have some vinyl that they've been sort of moving out because they need to turn records into cash right now. Mm. So I would encourage everybody. Yeah, they, pr- don't they probably have a warehouse full of vinyl somewhere. I guess I'd I would s- imagine it's not mostly re- not really austerity a program records. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they've um, the, we learned by the time that they were putting actual vinyl of ours out that like. There's a limited demand, so uh-huh. you know only make a limited right. supply. Yeah, yeah, sure, so, of course. Um, so I can't. Don't pin the label closing on us, John. But I, I appreciate the, <laughs> is there a way, well? Is there a way? I guess you guys know how if you if like what's the measure? Do you say to yourself, "We're doing well. We're doing poorly." You measure up against a, a, a band of your peers. Do you measure it up against your expectations? Like, how do you measure something like that? Well, on Drugfront, we compare ourselves to Runny. If we sell more records than Runny, then we're fine. I know. Are sure. you selling more records than Runny? I hope so. <laughs> they, they toured with me first in the Gimme Gimme, so I don't know if a bunch of 13-year-olds bought their records. Uh-huh. But yeah. Sounds like they're keeping that information away from you. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how many we've sold. We should, I, that's a question I wanted to ask Dean Ressler. Damn it. 
Damn it. Get him to call in. Let's get let's get him on the phone. All right, so let's go to my back to my question. I'm sorry. For go Justin. Ahead. Please do. Thank you. I mean, what am I sitting here doing? So like, uh, let's we, talk about having know, other it, guests on the show. <laughs> it's, 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 there's no real, what I'm saying is. Guaranteed 15 minutes, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're still here? <laughs> there's no real, in a modern day uh, um, record label signing where you have a small label or something, it's, it's, it, how do you measure it? What's the, uh, what, what is the. What's the metric you use? I hate when people say. Well, I, I guess the question is: Are you Hydrahead or you are a band? Right. Right. Like, I mean, if you're Hydrahead, are you Hydrahead material? Uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> Hydrahead material. I'm. Well, who, who else is on it? Oxbow. Oxbow, right. Oxbow was on it. Um, so bands that that I know like were sort of uh, slated to be releasing stuff within the next year were, uh, were Oxbow, um, band called Helmsley from yeah. uh, Seattle oh, was man. fantastic. They're fantastic. Um, and they just put this really creepy uh, black metal record out by this guy called Nihil, uh, who's out of uh, Europe. Um, so you're trying to think. Aaron Turner actually is was in a band called Isis, which is really sort yeah. of very sort of relatively high profile band for the scene that we're in. And he made a decision um, back when they were starting off that he didn't want to put out his own band's records on his own label because he would felt weird writing checks to his like his yeah. bandmates or something. Uh-huh. So. Um, but towards the end of like in the past couple of years, he's begun to sort of once that band is, has dissolved, he's sort of begun to use the Hydrahead label as a way to sort of release his side project stuff. So they were still, I mean, they're still like a pretty good roster. There's a couple other you know folks who I know had some stuff coming up. There's still sort of a diverse roster of folks who are like actively doing interesting stuff right now. Um, so the records that are slated for slated for release aren't going to be released on that on, label. Not on Hydrahead, yeah. yeah. And I've I've been you know I've been touching base with sort of some of the people who I've known who've been on label to find out sort of what their plans are and see if there's points of confluence of what we're going to be doing together but um yeah you know at this point they've uh they're um they sort of made the decision i think the idea was you know as aaron said in this long email he sent out it was either decide to shut down now or uh and then sort of just release your back catalog or be forced to shut down in six months when mm-hmm. people were like okay we're gonna send you to bankruptcy court or something well, like that, that sucks is there yep. any kind of a uh... wasn't there something that like uh, you could donate money to them or is that, is that and... did, I, did i see that I, you I know, imagining that? I, of course, like day of, like that this thing comes out, people are talking about, you know, sending out Twitter messages about save Hydrahead yeah. and Kickstarter and stuff uh, like yeah, that. Right. And that's all nice, but there's not, I, I hate to burst anyone's bubble, but there's something that's a bit kind of ephemeral about that. Oh, it yeah. It doesn't really, it doesn't really last. So I think that their, you know, their plan is to sort of, like I said, turn records into, into cash so that they can pay their back bills. And um, I think tighten up on a lot of areas where they felt like they were loose before, and see if we can keep going. So. We're talking from Ju- with Ju- Justin Foley. I gotta gotta do that, right? That your, somebody yelled at me MPR. for not doing that. If you're just tuning in, oh no! But you talking do with it. Justin Foley from uh, the Austerity Program. That's right. That's, That's right. right. You turn the you dial on your radio. Yeah, in your because car you know I've yeah. been there where you turn it on. You're like, who the hell is this guy talking to? And it's like a half an hour later, you have no idea. You find out it was the head of the. League of Women's Voters the whole time. <laughs> You're like, it's a dude? Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's that seems kind of messed up. But whatever, you know. Why is it always it's him? He's got a great views. PR team. Yeah. Um, someone on the chat box asked me to ask you about uh-huh. the Valnot. Right. Which is a pedal, right? Yep. Uh, an effects pedal? Yeah. And you've created this? Uh... Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I can shtick it, but I'll just tell you like what the actual yeah. reality yeah. behind yeah. the yeah. thing is. You can skip the shtick if you like. Yeah. Well, uh, so... Shtick or no shtick? Let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad, by the way, for those of you who are, who are trying to picture how this working in, our, in your mind, like I have my back to hairdo pretty much the whole time. <laughs> you know what? That's fine. I, I feel like a, a, like a real nut. No, no, no. Don't worry, worry about it. We're, it's the, you know... I'm not willing to go for the... It's acceptable to you guys. In my heart, it, it hurts. So... If you're good, okay. We just shook hands. Okay. Um, so uh, asking about the Valnot. Yeah, I mean, you know, 
you you're in a band that has limited exposure, right? That makes weird music. You're gonna you have to do some level of promotion. Yeah, I mean, you cannot, right? And then no one's ever going to hear your music. And sure. That's fine until you decide you want to play shows, and then, like, no one comes to your show, and yeah. then, like, you feel guilty for asking someone to put it on. I like, never, uh, all those uh, austerity program promos, I never felt uh, I was being promoted to. I enjoyed them. Well, I mean, so the question is, like, all promotional stuff for us then has sort of been like, well, you know, you're going to present your band in a particular way. You're going to present what you're doing in a particular way. You might as well do it in a way that you're having fun with it, right? Yeah. Like, you might as well do it in a way that, like, you read the press release, like, five years from now like if you're like if you're some shitty mallcore band and like you're reading your you're reading your press release now that your new label put out in 1992 it's gotta like just sting right like you know the oh, hottest freshest right. you know so if you love these 17 bands you're gonna like this and everyone's like oh god all those bands suck right like so <laughs> I, I would rather do something I go back and I've the written press is, releases for my own stuff like you know, 15 years ago, and I thought I, it was it was tongue in cheek then, and I even read that, and I'm like, oh, I cringe. You know, yeah, but but at least you're like, at least you were doing something at the time that you were like, you know what, I'm gonna have fun with this. Yeah, it was never serious. It, right? Like, but but that's not listen to us. We're awesome. That is not that is not a common. I've come to find that is not a common approach to doing things like self promotion. No. So I, yeah. So anyway, so we you know part of it was like, well, you know, you could do a video. So all right, well. Thad can't do a video right now because he's got a new kid. So I'm got you know nights between eleven at night and one thirty in the morning. You know when I can just fucking make a video because I've got a little studio out in the back. So mm-hmm. I hate gear videos and like <laughs> there's plenty of stuff to make fun. Like I'm a, I I'm 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 don't know what your guys' musical preferences are fully deeply. Um, but I would guess to say I'm by far the biggest black metal fan in the room. But there's enough about black metal, especially back when I was, you know, when I was thinking of doing this video in like 2007. Like and shit. Well, he's like, he's like, <laughs> he's no, just an asshole. No, I mean, I'm just like, asking. I, uh, I've read that. He's, uh, he's the, the uh, yeah, he's the dude who uh, burned down the churches in yeah, town. Yeah, burned and, down uh, churches. He's also murdered, murdered his band murdered his bandmates. Right, too. total racist and, you know, yeah. has fucked up ideas. The thing I like about... the, the Sweden, one thing right? I like about Varg... Well, he was in Norway. I Norway, think, okay. Yeah. Norwegian black man. The one right. thing I like about Varg is if you remember a couple, like about two years ago, this this insane guy slaughtered all these kids at summer camp, right? He just right? got out of prison. Oh, he, no, he's not. He's about to go into prison for a long... Oh, Varg did. Yeah, Varg. Yeah, yeah. They so, let him out? Yeah, yeah. Those Norwegian prisons? Yeah, you know, he, yeah. Killed, he killed another you black You know, the dude, dude who walked around shooting, like, uh, 75 people, he, they, they were only going to give him, like, what's the maximum? I think the maximum's like, 25, 50 years, something like that. You know, I... I, I they, I'm they, not saying I agree or disagree with that. I'm just saying... My favorite thing was Varg comes out with a statement, right? This guy who, by the way, did, like, slaughtered all these kids, right? He did it for these insane right-wing reasons mm-hmm. of, like, you know... Purity and anti-immigration, yeah, exactly. whatever, oh, yeah. Islamization, all that sort of stuff. Varg puts out this long release about how that guy's I read fucked that, up, yeah. right? You know, he's like, you did this. He's like, you're totally, um, you know, you didn't call out the Jews enough, like while you were doing this, right? So it's this like, is like a correspondence between like the Unabomber and the guy who blew up Oklahoma City. Exactly. Like, yeah, they're all they get together and compare notes. Exactly. Or if you, if you, I remember like being young and going to anti-war protests and like, like the super like burn everything communist guys would like the one they'd be like you know yelling at the super burn everything anarchist guys being like you're worse than george bush and this is the first george bush right like you're you're even worse than him because at least he's honest about what he is and, you know it's like these like ridiculous infightings like oh, yeah. these like political extremes so it was relieving to see that like that exists and the lunatic right-wing <laughs> racist <laughs> asshole world that right. they're like how come how come you weren't screaming about the jews when you were killing all those kids right, right? You, like you, you know, missed a golden opportunity there. <laughs> exactly right like so therefore, you're more fucked up than like you know Osama bin Laden or something like right. that. So what I mean, you know, I, I guess there was 
that's the one good thing I can say about Varg is it gives me hope that like that that is not a growing coalescing movement because they're all fucked up. See, we, we discover things all the time in the show. We found the one good thing about Varg Vikings. I think that's it. Uh, wow. The, yeah. How about the music? I've never even heard of. Uh, what's the name of that I, band? Burzum. Burzum. Yeah, it's. I think it's overrated. I mean, I, yeah. I, I kind of like some of it, but I think a lot of the stuff that has been inspired from that is it self-aware black metal? Like, do they know what they're doing, or is it like they're just they're really into it and uh, they believe it? Uh, well, oh, is so it hard he, to tell? It's just him. Like the, his bandmate that he murdered was in a band called Mayhem. Actually, right. there's a really great book which I've saw, since found isn't totally accurate, but called Lords of Chaos, and it's just like awesome rock book reading because it like. It's put out by these guys who, like, in the late 90s, I think, wanted to go and find out, like, what the scene was all about when it was all crazy and terrorizer magazines, like, this is the new thing that's going to kill Europe is they're burning churches. But it's a really fun book to read. Even if it, <laughs> it's, you know, it really is, because the stories behind this, right? I read it. You read it? You read it? It rules, right? It's pretty badass. Yeah. <laughs> the, the last, like, 75 pages I could have did without mm. it. It went nowhere. I, that's true. Well, well, yeah, that's true. After well, after the dude was burning down churches, murdering his bandmate, people were eating the, the guy's the skull. skull. Yeah. The guy blew his head away. Like yeah. it's kind of, yeah, <laughs> Dave Harrison's 70- face. He's horrified. That makes the dirt sound like no, a children's book. But, <laughs> but to be fair, to be fair, the last seventy-five pages of the dirt isn't really that great no, either. Yeah. Right? So. Have you read the dirt? Uh, should I read this book? The, the dirt's dirt, totally worth reading. Dirt, yeah. Everyone keeps oh, yeah. telling me that, but I have no, no I mean, desire like, to like, read like, Molly like, Kerbo. Like, you know what? Oh, it's, no, it's, it's, yeah. it's, like so the, it's like the bad guys won. But was like, was it on Oprah's must-read list? Yeah. Or? <laughs> it was right after Grapes of Wrath. Yeah, it was, right, it was right. the pick so, after that. So you guys like doing... So you guys, I, I listened to you guys a couple weeks ago. You were doing this list of great uh, soundtracks, right? Mm. Okay, so great rock books. I would say... I haven't read a bunch of them. Oh, right. There's so many uh, bad ones. Please, please kill me is definitely up there. I haven't read that. Our band could be your life is definitely up there. I like. Yeah, yeah there's. I, go I, ahead. Well, I, I mean, our band could be your life is good, but I think in part because like I had a connection to a bunch of those bands, so it was cool to read them. But like, how accurate is it really? Well, I heard it's, the, no, no, because I would say Hammer of the Gods has got to be on that list, mm. and apparently oh, yeah. there's nothing accurate about Hammer of the Gods, but it's still just <laughs> so enjoyable to read. Like it's like as as fan fiction or whatever, which I guess it apparently is. Like doesn't matter. It's still it's still awesome. So like, I don't know that I would say to like my. You know, like like someone who's just interested in weird culture or like good storytelling, I wouldn't be like, here, read our band could be your life because they'd be like, eh, I'd be whatever. like, just read the butthole surfers chapter. Well, that's yeah, the- exactly. <laughs> it's good if you have a short attention span. You can be like, oh, let's yeah. open up to the misfits or the Melvins chapter. Or I mean, like I love, I love. Please well, wasn't kill- the dog named Mark Farner of Grand Funk Railroad? Yes, Mark Farner of Grand Funk Railroad, <laughs> best dog name ever. Um, right. <laughs> but uh, please kill me is great because please kill me is written in that oral style, so it's it's really quick bites, so you can just right, read like right. you know and. Um, I I think uh, Steve Albini called it out a little, saying that um, he's like, "Well, I was there, and this guy wasn't." So that kind of in uh, that's, for our bank of your that's life, our yeah. Bank yeah. Of your life, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure that that's what. But again, I'm sure that that's what everybody from Led Zeppelin says when they hear yeah. about Hammer of the Gods. Right. And as again, as a work of, of enjoyable fiction, I would say that's good. I could read that goddamn Minuteman chapter over and over again. Well, Fantastic. I mean, I think Azra did his his research. I mean, he oh, yeah. he definitely seemed meticulous in what he was writing, whether it's true or not. Guy. But I think a lot of it is probably, you know, put Mike Watt in a room and have him talk about the past, and he's going to fucking spew out Rule. some shit that probably didn't happen. You <laughs> he's going to spew out some shit, right? He's, he's going to tie his but jeans around awesome. his ankles and, and play with the shit <laughs> but in, I mean, in the pants. It's, that, the it's that feeling of, of being in the room, hearing a story from someone. That you never heard that, really hairdo? No. Mike Watt shit himself, I guess, on stage or right before they went on, and he 
tucked his jeans into his socks and played the whole show with the shit like pulling at his feet. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's nasty. <laughs> so, what other rock books do you think would be up there? I, I, and I, no. so I, I would say definitely the dirt. It's just it's a great read. Like you yeah, can hate Motley Crue. You'll There's hate a lot more. of Motley Crue books though. That's no, the one, there's, no, there's right? only no, one. Well, okay. I guess although I I've heard really good things about the Heroin Diaries and I haven't read it. It was pretty good. I read was it? It. Yeah. it wasn't like the dirt. It wasn't as good as the dirt yeah. though. I mean, yeah. no, no, no. But it was just. It, I it mean, I've um, seen Nikki Six. If you don't want to get fucking, if you don't want to get fucked up on heroin, you can read that book and be like, <laughs> if you like, if you're at that crossroads, read that book. You'll probably won't do it. You'll be fine. I wonder how many yeah. people approach that decision. Can I borrow I it? I, I don't want to give yeah. Nikki Six yeah. any money. I'll He's bring it next week. Dickhead. Want, yeah. <laughs> is, um, is he a racist? Well, I saw a YouTube video of him screaming. A someone throws a bottle or something. I guess I don't know if we're getting this story right. I get, you can watch it yourself. And, oh uh, yeah, he starts screaming at the uh, at the uh, security guard. I guess the security guard was beating someone up. So okay, so far so good. Right. I'm with you. And then uh, he's got to go there, and he calls the guy the n word, and he starts screaming. Wait, which guy gets called the n word? The security guard. The security guard by Nikki Six. I said he's a effing n word, and I'm just like this guy. I can't take it. Man. That legitimizes it right yeah. away. And then and then the worst is that like he tried to explain it the next day, and it's like half apology. Well, what what the apologists do is they say well it doesn't mean black no i mean what's your what's your and, line though i mean there's so many like i mean but it does. there's there's a there's a there's an intermingling <laughs> of like to, of like ignorance and ignorance in music there's no fact check watch a video i that, mean that, all right that let's that assume that happens fly. let's assume that happened yeah i mean I, i'm not assuming it happened i watched it on tv i know but he's <laughs> no but then you qualified it but like i don't i don't know if this story is right or not <laughs> well that's the, no well uh, listen I, I i watched the youtube video a long time ago it doesn't matter well, the important, the heart of the thing is definitely true. The, the details, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe I'm sure that's what Nikki was trying to say the next day. It, he was. He was beating the guy up. So <laughs> maybe this is wrong. And then he goes, "Everyone get that guy." It was just like, "Oh no!" Now like, yeah. it's like, yeah, let's start it's, a riot. It's, it, here we have uh, fifty thousand people who would do anything you said right now, and like they're going to kill this guy. I don't know what happened to him, but. But I mean, maybe I this is fine. maybe this is wrong of me. But I view, <laughs> yes. I view okay. things like all right. You look at someone like Didi Ramon who said racist things in the past you know and, and Johnny may never have, heard that one well, no Didi and Johnny probably as well yeah well Johnny well, they're knuckleheads but I mean like I view that they're the morons. same way I view my fucking grandfather and it's sure. like okay well yeah I mean like I don't agree with that but like I mean you're not gonna punch your granddad in the face you're like uh, I guess I guess this is I guess you just gotta deal with it I mean I, I don't and, and I think that's what I was trying to get at, and I don't want to get into this topic again because it caused a problem. I don't want to g- <laughs> get into the whole, like, where, you know... Someone... I didn't want to get into it. I'm, I just want to say that I don't like Nikki Six. <laughs> all right, all right, that's not... To, all right, Nikki Six, whatever. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> but anyway, other rock I saw books. his true colors, so to speak, on true stage. True right. colors Fair enough. shining through. Definitely. Whatever. Maybe it's the whole strung um, out. But no, there's tons of... Do uh, you have another rock book that... Uh, Probably just ran out of shit. I, I Do you have any soundtracks? That's... Uh... That you would add to that. I actually, I was pretty, I was listening to what you guys were saying. I'm like, you know, I, I made me. I think like a couple of you guys was like, oh man, I feel really limited in terms of what I know about this. I was like, oh yeah, this is easy. Repo Man, uh, Wizard of Oz. Like you know, <laughs> it's like, I, mean, I don't really, I don't really know anything about soundtracks. I don't. Um, but uh, I thought the same thing. Well, I'm not on the air right now. Hey John, you thought the same thing. <laughs> John Holland thought the same thing. Um, <laughs> I see. I. I do read, I go through phases where I need to read music books, and it doesn't have to be books of anything that I'm necessarily interested in. I mean, I read Hammer of the Gods, and, I, and I'm not a Led Zeppelin fan right. at all. Um, 
But I mean, there's things that I've read about and actually gotten more into because of, there was a biography about Hank Williams that came out a while ago called Lovesick Blues that was absolutely awesome. Was it good? It was great. All it right. was more about his life than it was about the music, and mm -hmm. I thought that that was a really fascinating thing. Um, Sweet Soul Music by, uh, I think it's Peter Goralnik, um, is absolutely awesome. Uh, all about the early soul. Like, it starts with like early 50s R&B and moves into like, it, it ends with like the early 70s Isaac Hayes era mm -hmm. stacks and stuff and that's that's actually really interesting um, I don't know if that falls under rock books but uh, well no but I, I mean and that's actually that stuff you know would sort of occupy a sort of a different but I think also worthwhile place to do like you know good musical histories things that like you can read that like are almost like the best set of liner notes you could get it's like you mm -hmm. want that to come with the music that it's talking about so that you can sort of hear it talking and coming at the same time you know, books about insane people who happen to tangentially, by the way, be involved with music stuff, which is like, that's the Hammer of the Gods and the Dirt Book and the Lords of Chaos mm. and probably a couple other ones. So let me let me ask Three you. Three of my favorites, by the way. Let, let me ask they you. Should be. <laughs> let me ask you. Are you familiar with the Thirty Three and a Third series? Yeah. Yes. If you were going to write one, which but which which album would oh, you would fuck. you do? That's a good. And it's actually question. for everyone. If Don't you, you uh, write for Metal Sucks? Is that like a yeah, website I, or something? Yeah, or? I do, and I'm I'm okay at it. Uh, yeah. Like I'm better at. It who who are others. you? <laughs> who, who am I? Yeah, I'm. I'm Justin. Fo oh, right. <laughs> well, I'm. I'm here talking with the guys from Live from the Barrage. This is, as you know, Justin Foley's radio show. <laughs> That's my job. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, okay. uh, um, no, he means who are you on the website? I guess he's Justin Foley. No, yeah, I'm Justin. Yeah. yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, no. I'm not. I'm not. He's like not a, like Axel. Whatever. Axel Rosenberg. Rosenberg. Oh, Axel yeah. Rosenberg. That's pretty good. <laughs> oh man, Axel Rosenberg is good. That's why Vince Nielsten at... isn't quite as good. That's as why. That's great. That's why. Vince Nielsten missed the boat. He's like, damn it. Yeah, no, I totally. could have been Axel Rosenberg. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's fine. There's still room for a Phil Linotsky. <laughs> a what? A Phil Linotsky. Phil Lino oh, that's a good one. <laughs> so what was the question? Phil Linotsky. Uh, uh, 33, 33 in the third book? Yeah. Um, Which I, band would you write oh, about? Oh, yeah. I lost. Um, let me think. You know, I would say, like, for me, like, it was really cool to read the Slint one because that record was, like, that was a sort of a big record for me. And part of the big record for me about it. I know at the time, looking back, was it, it Spiderland? You're talking yeah, about Spiderland. Yeah, oh my it, god, it was so good, good. It was so sparse. Like there were no, there's nothing, no information about the record. Yeah. Other than, like, just the record, and then you know, just some stuff scattered across. And like at that time, right, like '91, it was like no one was picking that up and talking about it. Mm -hmm. You know, there was no, there were, you can, there were no websites to go to. You could read about it or anything like that. So it was just like, all you could do is listen to the record and just keep flipping it over. And yeah. Look at the spider on the back, and why did they just sort of draw their fun? like? You know, and there was no, uh, there was no uh, Google. There was no like, you yeah, could, couldn't just pull up the guy's Wikipedia page and read everything you want about the man while you're listening to the record, which I love to do. You know, I love to take the record oh, totally. out and read it and stuff. And a lot of times it's just nothing, and you're like, what's going on here? And that record was really one of the best records I ever heard. At the time, it was like we were listening to a lot of indie rock and stuff, and this was like nothing like it. I'm like, this is amazing. You know? Yeah, no, and and it was so all you could do right was like the only relationship you could sort of develop with this music. You're not going to see this band. They're not like they broke up. You there's some rumor that they broke up. Like there's one or two reviews that somebody like passed your way. Other than that, all you could do it's like you're really into a record like that was just sit and sort of like use your imagination with it, which. You know, it was a cool experience. I wouldn't trade it for what's available for people now to like be yeah. able to, you know, you know, get on a Slint's website, talk to them, and that sort of stuff. Right. But for that reason, that book was cool um, for me because it was it sort of like explained a lot of some of that mystery that I was just sort of wondering about a lot. But um, well, I know you know you never smoked pot, Justin, but uh, if you ever decide to one day, okay, 
Listen to Good Morning Captain after uh, you've smoked the pot. I, I will do that. And that will... Okay. I think that's an interesting point, though. <laughs> you think about the fact that we have this such a quick access to information these days, mm-hmm. and there is none of that. You read, you know, you read about people when they first, when the Ramones first came out, or you know, that's, or that's early punk rock, and they're thinking about, you know, they don't know what punk looks like yet. They've only heard these songs, or like, you know, they they have one record to go by, and that whole invention and that that innovation that goes along with with really not knowing where this fits and and having it be truly outsider whereas at this point anyone puts out a record it could be a half-assed record that five people read five people listen to but three of them are going to write a review about it online and you don't have that ability to interpret something your own way without reading someone else's first because everyone's first instinct is to go to the internet and go to someone's Facebook page or whatever instant information so easy so i mean like if someone listened to you know say Joe Schmo's band that comes out and you know it sounds like something completely new and then you go to their Facebook page and they're like well we're influenced by X, Y, and Z and then you're like okay I can see that I can see that I can see that and they instantly get categorized and I think that's really interesting especially for your band to be in you know a scene that isn't very you know like you were your, your band is not not that not that Hydrahead has a typical sound but I mean like it's it's not you know easily categorized and I think that's something that kind of is missing from music these days is that there is it's so genre specific and not even sub-genre specific where you know and people will talk about how that's not you know that's going to lead to nobody outside of like Carly Rae Jepsen or whatever being a pop phenomenon is Nirvana the last band that kind of could do that because they cross genres and punk people liked them and metal people liked them and everyone and I think that's really interesting that that's probably never going to happen again I don't know. Like, I don't know enough about the the different things that sort of make something like that come together to be able to say that it's you know that, that those things have all been crossed off and so that's just they're just sort of not there anymore. But I, I can totally get what you're saying about like that sense of an experience, um, of you know, it's sort of lost when because I mean, you always can be like, I don't want to know about this band. Mm-hmm. I just want to listen to the record and mm-hmm. I'm not going to pay any attention to it or something. But like that's you know why that's create what we're this in sort of false uh, thing? And uh, Dave asked me, they're like, well, what does a what does austerity program sound like and uh, what kind of band are they? I'm like, well. You know, are they metal? Are they? I don't know. I don't know. Here, here's the. Record. What is your elevator pitch if someone asks you what uh, what yeah. austerity program? Sounds a, like? Same thing. Same thing. Every like every person. <laughs> is that what you call it? the elevator pitch? You stuck I, in I work in I work in marketing. That's yeah, the elevator no, pitch. Is thirty seconds. You but have thirty like, seconds to describe something to someone. Uh, uh, I, I, think, I think the first twenty seconds are the same as everybody else's. Who's like who's you know not spit you know real easy genre music. You're like, oh man, that's such a hard question. Well, uh, how would you describe it? You know, meanwhile the floors are going by, right? You're not selling any uh, records yeah. because you're not going through it. Um, it's an express. I, you know, I, I these days I just tell people I'm in a loud rock band. And yeah, just, you know, and you guys are loud. Yeah, I mean it's. Uh, I, you know, more bands should be loud. I'm sick of going to shows and I'm, I'm like, turn it up. Every show I go to, it. I want loudness. I want it to be as loud as possible. And the austerity program delivers. They've just a wall of amps, amplifiers behind them. It's a whole. It's a big production to set up the band, isn't it? Uh yeah, it's it is. And Justin's in the zone before the band goes on. Like he's in setup mode. He's got a, a light, a flashlight on his head. Yeah, but and yeah, it's a lot of it's they have to rent like to a trailer yep. to to uh, transport all the equipment. But I mean, like I don't know that this works for everyone. Like like not all bands get better as they get louder, but there are certainly some cases where like the. There, the experience changes when you're in a room with it and like you're being presented with it in a particular volume. And, oh, like, yeah. There's some type of music and I, and like we sort of write with this in mind of like that <sighs> impact of like what does it feel like to it's be It's so on hard like to that. put that on a record, don't you think? Oh, no, it really it really is. But like, um, you know, I... so like You guys do a good job of it, but seeing you live is, is, is just way 
way you know 100 times better well, shouldn't that That's be the case though i mean band, yeah. shouldn't bands be like that i always i mean bill florio from uh from little seizures that actually I, I love his idea he's like records should be souvenirs of a show you went to he was like records should be your memento. Well, there's other people who have the same kind That's, of like philosophy like or similar that. philosophy like in saying that it should be like a time capsule of the band that at that point i mean think of bands that you've seen live that will never match what they sound like on record well, like I, every I band, that. pretty much, that I've seen, I guess. But then you see a band that blows you away so much. I mean, I can only imagine. I mean, I love, for instance, I love Spaceman 3. I feel like I will never understand that band because I never saw them live. And I feel like that's something that's completely, you know, just, you know. Right. Like, I think you can get away with it with something like the Ramones. On the record, the Ramones might be just as good, if not better. <laughs> I, but, I, but I think, like, that's a choice that I think... It makes sense for a lot of bands, and especially rock bands. Like it, it sort of feels like you would want that to be the case. Like, oh man, saw them in a small room. Like it was a great. It was, like that was what it was all about. But I mean, I guess that's certainly a choice that we make for for like the music that we want to play. But I can appreciate that someone might be like, you know, you know, we're not good live. We're not comfortable playing live. We're not doing whatever live. But like really, like the sort of idea that I want to get in my head is to put it on something that I can then listen to later on. And mm-hmm. even if mm-hmm. even if we kind of suck live, or even if we never sort of get it together, because or even if as an audience member, you're always Beatles. Like, oh boy, they just couldn't. They couldn't get it done. You still, uh, you know, I, 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 it's cooler. Like my favorite experiences of every one of my favorite bands has been like seeing them play live, you know, and been blown away by it. But that's not going to work for everyone. So I'm not going to say it's not legitimate for folks to not do that. I also, I'm, I'm very, uh, you know, uh, uh, in the same vein as reading the album liner notes or whatever going to see a band you get to see them actually like setting up and stuff and you're thinking like you get to see the way they work and the way they interact with the other band that's that's big for me i, I like awesome. to watch all that stuff yeah yeah take it how do you how do you go from setting up all this equipment and being uh you know in, into this huge in this setup mode and then you go and you pick up the pick up the guitar and start playing it's i mean there, there's a bunch of because you seem like you're in a like kind of a trance when you're playing. Yeah, I'm not. I'm I'm not really good to talk to like at shows of ours before yeah, yeah, yeah. we play or That's anything understandable. like that. Um, and uh, I I think it's you know for- you should see when I'm about to start the radio show. These guys come in. They're like, "Why are you in such a bad mood?" Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I I think we've been doing. We have been like this type of band carrying tons of shit around. Just two guys playing with a drum machine for pretty much my whole like like rock playing adult life mm-hmm. I've never been in a band that's like any different so it's like yeah you play a show you have to haul a ton of shit around you have to get crazy about setting up and breaking down you don't want to be a dick and like you've got a ton of equipment and you're going to leave it up on stage while you're you know talking to people in the crowd you want to get it off so that the next people can get up and do what they got to do so I guess it creates what looks like atypical behavior for people but for us it's just that's what you you know or do you think some people band. in the audience go who the fuck do these guys think they are setting up I'm, all this crap I'm know? sure they do but like you know if so, if well if, you have a you have a unique setup where you could kind of leave everything up there in, in a lot of situations no or well, if another band wants to use your stuff or it's, it's, it's generally out of the way it's not like you guys you don't have a drum set you just have a wall of these cabinets, and the other stuff is pretty portable. Yeah, no, it's all black boxes that sort of stack on top of each other. But yeah. it all has to be plugged in, and, like, it's, you know, it's complicated, and stuff fails in weird environments, like the back of bars and stuff. So it's, yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's, it's sort of stressful to make sure everything's plugged in together. I mean, we have fortunate enough to be able to put around, to build it up for a long enough period of time that it's really, like, it's really good stuff, so it doesn't tend to fail. But I don't know. I mean, it's, you know, you're... It, the the whole idea is like unfortunately bass in a loud in a, in a live environment needs is a result of pushing air and you need big heavy things to get it to do that well and a lot right yeah. so you can't 
you know, you, we kind of you don't want to chintz out. It. You don't want to, you know, you want to present it the way you want to present it. There's nothing wrong with that. It's admirable. Yeah, it's, and, and it's. I mean, we're just not going to do it any other way. It could, you yeah, know, causes problems for right. us. But whatever. Do you what, fight with sound guys? Is it one of those like you know, like oh, you guys keep this low, I'll mic your amp, you know, like that kind of stuff? Like, I, um, I let you know less now probably than we used to because we're just a lot more confident about knowing what we do. We go in and we're like, here's here's our setup. Here's what we've got to make life easier for you. Here's how we sort of expect it to be done. And usually, I find most of the sound guys, I, most sound people that are into um are like okay you know like that's fine um just because they're not like you're not sort of like asking them you know you're not bringing in like a ipod with your drum machine tracks on it and being like can you put this by the soundboard and here's the here's our set list i yeah. wrote it on the back of this napkin Ugh. so you can do people do it. that yeah i mean I, I run into sound guys all the time or you know, almost always guys so it's you know but I, but we have run into a couple of sound women so i've run into sound people all the time we're like it's not us patting ourselves on the back, but they're they're just like it's nice to work with people with a drum machine who like sort of know what they're doing. Yeah. I think you guys are fucked up that you're carrying basically an entire PA in here <laughs> right. that is bigger than the PA that we have for the room. Yeah, but whatever, right? Like <laughs> you know, I at least you guys you know have your whole thing set up. And the nice thing is like when we've come across people who like sort of just sort of can't handle it, be like you know if you want to you could turn the PA off. Doesn't matter. Like we can well, still do what we want to do with all this stuff. Well. I don't want to get uh, all geary. Yeah, I'm but sure with all this, this stuff going really cool. on. Uh, what is it? What are you playing through with the guitar? Oh, you mean Does like everything go through the PA? The whole band? No, 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 no. no, no. Just the drum no, machine. Just the drum machine. That's and, insane. And for really, and for like basement shows and stuff, like we'll have a hookup so I can I can throw a vocal mic into it. But other than that, yeah, it's just the drum machine that goes through it. And the drum machine it comes through a big two by eighteen box. So just for I don't guess that a lot of the people who are listening to this might be fully aware of it. Right. It's a big two by two 18 inch speakers. Yeah, which it's the two hundred pound. I, I have, thing. I've lost the ability to speak. Have you noticed that? You're doing great. What are you yeah, talking yeah, about? You're, trying, you're doing you, fine, man. You sound, is, you're too self-conscious. This is nothing like my handsome. dream. You're doing great. <laughs> you sound handsome. Let me, let me ask you something. Yeah. Now, since you're using a uh, drum machine during your shows, do you ever have uh, malfunctions? Of course. Uh, where the, it'll start playing the wrong song or it'll just cut out or anything? You know, uh, I. <laughs> this is like the dumbest thing in the world, but for like probably... Well, if you only play one show every ten years, yeah, <laughs> probably for ten or for like ten or twelve years, I really thought it was important to bring the actual drum machine, right? Like that just seemed to kind of be cheating to bring a recording of right. the drum machine, right? Like it, I mean, is right. it? No, like no one's <laughs> no. gonna be like it's the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Right? Right? For the music like, to hear what you guys, yeah, I mean, but not, that's not the real drum not machine. Not that's an imposter. If, if not analyze the technology. If we your... have my vocals as a backing track, like you know, you would probably yeah, you might close your eyes and it sounds exactly the same. It would sound better than if I was actually singing it. Yeah. But you'd open your eyes and be like, well, you know, yeah, what are these there's guys no, doing? there's no thing you can put your finger on that says like that. Sure, there well, you're using recordings, uh, like a digital. Samples of the drum machine. I no. noticed you have a stomp box, and you and that's how you cue the drum machine. No, correct? it's not. No, no. no the uh, so the but so what I ended up doing is I got a flash drive thing, and I recorded all the drum tracks directly onto the flash drive because it's the flash drive technology is it's really tough, right? Like it's it's really unlikely that you're going to fuck that up. So it has a little SD card in it, and it has all the songs in it as wave files, and I just I'll program them as a set, and then that's our set for the night, right? Right. Um, so the set, the 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 the, uh, the digital drum machine track is going to play no matter what yeah. happens. Come yeah, hell we, high I, have water. A, I have a heart attack. It's, it's, so it's, it's going to continue to go. Yeah, it's completely. Uh, so you, you don't. Know, I don't want to say choreographed, but yeah. it's completely planned out. So if if you guys miss something, it's it's like the show is over. That's right? it. Yes. No, yeah, I've never been. <laughs> I, I'm, anyone who's seen this probably play three times can say, "Oh yeah, I remember one time they were playing the head that they were like, fuck it,' and we stopped the song and went back and like started right, it over." Right, right. I've never seen that. I'm, well, you think you have, <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, I, I've seen you play, and at the end of the the the, the set, point to. 
Thank you with the Asteria program. We blew that fuse box in the back or something like that. <laughs> yeah, and that was the end of the show. That's, that was that happens. That's yeah, you knew that was going to happen, too, that's at happened, that show. Yeah. Yeah. Now, why do you decide to use a, a drum machine rather than an, an actual performing drummer? Uh, you know, when I um, was starting to think about, like, going from being a music fan to starting to play, uh, like, thinking, wow, you know, I want to, like, I kind of, like, I'm thinking of ideas of songs that I want to write. Like, I was really into, it was really into Big Black. Um, I was really into... And actually, like, sort of the idea, I, there was the first Bastro record had a drum machine on it. I hadn't heard Godflesh at that point. I didn't really like some of the early stuff of theirs that I heard. But there was this sort of idea of, like, wow, that's kind of different and fucked up. And, like, that just that sort of, like, pounding thing, like, really spoke to me as a, you know, 16 or 17-year-old, right? And I'm like, this is awesome. I want to do more with that, right? In the same way that it was, like... You know, I don't want to sing. I want to scream, right? When I was, you know, when I was 16 or 17 years old, I, I want to, you know, then I heard the Spiderland record and I was like, I don't want to write songs that are that are verse, chorus, verse, chorus, you know, solo, you know, chorus done, right? Like, I want to write these sort of story things. Like, these are the things. So, like, the idea of playing with a drum machine immediately appealed to me. Then, of course, there's the utility of it, right? You don't have to find a drummer. Right. Uh, you can, it's easier to sort of record and play music when you're, you know, in a dorm room or something like that. And then at that point, like, I became pretty good at sort of figuring out how to, how to use the thing and feeling like, oh, like, like actually programming this thing, like, I'm, I, I think it's totally obnoxious when people give themselves credit on a record for being a drum programmer, right? right? Like, I mean, right. I get it. It's work. Like, trust me, I get it that it's work, right? Like, I get it that it takes a long time to do, but it's like, that's just not an interesting. No, you're stealing the work from some union drummer. Out there. <laughs> <laughs> the last drum machine choked on its I own. Thought you were a friend of labor. I was mistaken. I, you know, I we we all have our dirty secrets. Hey, I have a uh, Justin was nice enough to bring along a song thirty, oh, a demo. You, Should I play it? I thought you were gonna already play all that stuff by the time I got no, it. No, oh, you no, can take no, your headphones off. We can take a, off. Yeah, can take a break. Yeah, we want we want a break. Well, no, I, we should do it like. We should do so. Everyone has the opportunity to pause it at different points. In the day. So, what was happening there, Justin? <laughs> Give us a little play-by-play. Play. <laughs> yeah. So, when you described it as loud rock music, that's not what I'm hearing. Let's yeah. talk about that. Well, actually, before you play, real quick, uh, yeah. what's, what message do you uh, do you put in your songs, your lyrics? What what do they involve? Um, boy, messages of peace. No, I mean like in harmony. You know, it it, it primarily Bugs starts Bunny. Uh, Buzz Bunny, excuse me. It, it, Buzz Bunny. It, it primarily starts from the idea of like, you know, I I. The music conveys a, a particular sense of emotion, right? Like, it just sort of gives that. And I think that the purpose of lyrics is they can, you know, the, there's value in, in sort of in bringing that into what we're doing to sort of, con, you know, as part of the whole song package, right? So we're not an instrumental band for that reason. For the most, we have a couple of instrumental songs. But, so, but like, that's, so that's a piece that I sort of want there. It doesn't start from the idea of writing out lyrics because I want to tell a story. But it's like, if I'm going to put myself in a position where I'm like, you know, performing and being this immersed in the music. Like, what are the words that I can sort of latch on to that sort of, like, that I'll feel okay singing or yelling or whatever that go along with that? And, you know, so, th which means it's not, and, like, I'm, I've, like, a, sort of a, pol a pretty political person. Like, I've got no interest in sort of involving that in the music that I play. Not because I don't think that there are people who aren't, haven't done that well or I've got something against it. It's just not something I'm good at. Um, so the lyrics just usually tend to end up being about things about, like, uh, there's no there's no real message I think other than just sort of wanting to try and put you know you try and construct 
images or whatever that sort of put what I'm sort of feeling into words, right? Right. It's uh, what the music draws out of you. Yeah. And what it reminds you of. Yeah. You're doing it. But right? I'm, which you know, which is to say, like, it's not that like I. So you guys, I'm guessing you listen to the song about the rabbit, right? And then that, that, so that is this sort of like fucked up lyric. I mean, you know, whatever lyrics about a drug addicted rabbit. It's who, a big hit. Everyone loves that's that. That's you know who hates the kids who watch his show because he thinks they're sadists and he's self destructive. Like I don't like I don't get that idea out of like playing that riff like oh god this sounds like a fucked up bunny rabbit who's gonna high on cocaine <laughs> like but like you know it, it's like as you sort of sit down and you know for me the lyrics end up starting off as like rhythm right and sort of feeling about like what you know what works well here and then like there's sounds of words right like i want to it'd be cool to have a sustained note here and i don't want to have it be right because that would suck right like i want to have it you know maybe be a rounder oh sound i pull that a lot in the, in the songs that we do um is this getting too in-depth for you by the way no, no. no okay um you know so 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 then you're sort of left with these sort of constraints <laughs> i'm just kidding go ahead what's that number again john <laughs> if you want to call in yeah. t- you could talk live with justin foley the stereo program five seven seven two seven the stereo program i renamed your band <laughs> Your stereo program now in right, stereo. The, the label owns the last name, so you got to change. <laughs> yeah, fucking goddamn it! That was part of their their creditors took right. that away from them. Uh, you know, so, so you start off with those sorts of things and constraints, and then you start to start to fill things in. And there's a lot of you know, all lyric writing gets done in pencil these days because it all ends up all getting changed and sort. What of- the fuck? I, I hate to interrupt you, but Homer Bailey just threw a new header against the Pirates. Are you what? Serious? No. Well, it's the Pirates. It's the seventh no-hitter in the in this, the season. What's the Pirates? Yeah, I guess. I've dropped him every <laughs> year in fantasy. I've dropped him every year in fantasy Homer baseball. Homer Bailey. I always pick him up and then I drop him. My hey. God. Hey, it's Frank. Hey, Frank. Hey, Frank. Uh, Hello, guys. Uh, have a seat, Frank. Do your taxes Frank. or whatever you got to yeah. do. <laughs> Frank, no timing review. Hey, just <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. On the subject of baseball, like I know everybody in New York is talking about. You're Dickey. a big Yankee fan, right? I'm a, I'm a Yankee fan, absolutely. But everyone's talking about Dickey right now, right? Yeah. And like, could have went to the game. I wasn't allowed. Twenty twenty. <laughs> we should have picked up the wow. kids too and brought them with us. I was thinking that I, I was going to re- take the kids out early and bring them, but uh, I, feel I real- didn't have a car. Oh, I, I only really have one car, and my wife had it. I would I would have took everybody in my car. I'm yeah. sorry, I keep it. No, it's fine. It's uh, um. The show uh, is all about interrupting. Each welcome other. to my fine. life. Give me a beer. I uh, the uh, like the fact that he won twenty games right is, is rules and it's awesome. The fact that he won twenty games pitch, pitching for the twenty twelve Mets is like right. That's I, like climbing up Mount Everest like yeah, with your I, shoes tied. You together. know what's cool right. is that uh, you know Mario went to the game. Like Brian was going to pick me up and good. go to the game, but uh, and he has climbed Mount Kilimanjaro I've, with his shoes tied. Together. <laughs> That's what you're getting. So. Uh, the great thing about that is as dismal and retarded as this season has been and as horrible as it has been. A lot of highlights. The fans showed up. Uh, you're not Granted, not too many. And he said, the, Mario told me the place was fucking electric, which is great. Right. I, I, you know, it's, it's, it's... No one deserves it more than that guy either. That guy right. deserves it. It's, it's a happy moment for Mets fans. At least it's a shining little light in this, this dark abyss of he's thirty. He's 37 years old. I mean, he... I think he's 38. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, that's right. I'm 37, so he's, I'm going to say he's, he's 38. No, he is 37, actually. I <laughs> Damn just it. said that yesterday. He's the third... I'm as old as the <laughs> oldest pitcher ever. He's the third oldest pitcher to ever pitch 20 games 20 wins for the first time in his career who Nolan Ryan for the first time though I don't know who the other ones are like I Satchel think Phil, Page I think, has got to be the other one Ro- Roger Andy, Clemens look at that young guy Roger there. Clemens is <laughs> Sandy one of Koufax them. Roger Clemens and uh, I, don't, I don't think no San, Sandy Koufax didn't last that long oh. he uh, 
See, I, I'm he needed kid. Tommy John surgery before it was invented. So, you know, otherwise, <laughs> he would have had like 30 years of great pitching. Yeah, and then didn't he, uh, I don't know, Sandy Koufax had a couple years off too, right? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, but those guys weren't pitching he for the 2012 the Mets. I mean, that's right. the thing. Yeah, right? like, there's only, they that's, said that's there was the, only a handful of pitchers that actually have this done that. This is a team that can't score two runs at home in the past, like, 20 games. He's yeah. gotten no run support the entire year. Exactly. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, it's and, awesome. and this is a pitcher just throwing it out there and hoping for the best. I'm more amazed by his strikeout total, too. I mean, considering that that... I could use this conversation to lead into the Ryan game. I know you were going to go to music, <laughs> but if you want to do this, it's a really short game this well, week. Well, I have so. a Mario's Dicky rap. You want to hear that? Yes. Oh, I screwed it up. Oh, no, right. no, Mario screwed it up. No. Yeah. Mario's <laughs> Dicky. I'm quite tricky. Watch me throw the ball. I'll strike out Maliki. There you go. That's the whole rap? <laughs> That's the whole rap. It's, uh, Give me a pen and paper. I'll come up with something better. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> he uh, and Maliki was a pitcher. Anyone could strike out Maliki. All right, what's the Ryan game? You, want, you down for playing the Ryan game? Oh yeah, you want to oh, go right into the Ryan game? So everyone in New York has been talking about the Nets, but all the real action has been going with the Mets. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see a pitcher who's throwing really tricky? Let me tell you about my boy, and his name is Dicky. Yeah, uh, that's much better. Ain't trying to be slicky, just <laughs> being a little quicky. We're gonna have to Cut work me Mario off before off the show. all your audience gets sicky. <laughs> Check my watch. Time for talk ticky. Um, all right, so you want to play the game, or I it's was gonna play quick. some austerity pro. You guys do what you want. I don't care. You Let's take over the, the radio Let's show. Play the game. Yeah, uh, this why not? Is, yeah. This is the longest we've talked in the history of the program. All right, seriously, I love it. What's, it's great when we've got someone that's interesting speaking for most of the time. I know. That's why we're just staring at each other like, what, what do you want to talk about? I don't know. I'm, I'm not interested. Meanwhile, I'm like, let's play the game, fat boys. Let's play the game. All right. I think we can the do Ryan this. the Ryan game. I think we the can Ryan do this. The Ryan game is on the air. Justin, are you going to sing this it this song. week? I love we need song. a new song for when Frank shows up. <laughs> I'm making songs for everyone. I, I had the Dave Harrison song earlier. Yes. My song's awesome. Your song is hey, awesome. Hey, let, let people listen to the song, right? So you know, Dave, I stay up late at night writing songs about you. I've had my share yeah. of the Ryan game. I once part at the beginning of Master of Puppets. <laughs> it's never been done again. The history of Ryan mankind. did once fart the beginning of Master of Puppets. It'll ne- it's the one-time deal. And nobody was there. I did it by myself. Fuck the audience. <laughs> like I said last week, I don't know where this clip came from. I bend over, scream into my ass. What do I? I don't know what we were talking about. We were talking about uh, Gordon you Jump. You got, you got WKRP. All right, what's the game, Ryan? Give right. us the game. You yeah, got what the fuck? Enough of this music bullshit. Yeah. I'm going to ask you with the la- the last person to do something or the last time it Shit. happened. or Is it sports? It's sports are involved in this. There's all, all, right. s- all sorts of categories on this board. So if I were to ask you uh, who was the last Met to, throw, to uh, win 20 games, you would say... Frank Viola. I don't. Uh, he is Incorrect. a 20-game winner. Yeah, Good yeah. guess. And, Mike, you don't know too much about the Mets. I'm very impressed by that. Answer. Even though we were just talking about this for 10 minutes. Uh, R.A. Dickey. R.A. Dickey. So, but if, oh, and, oh, the last player. Right. And before R.A. Dickey, it was... Frank, Frank Viola. Viola. And before Frank Viola, it was... Doc Gooden. Wrong. David Cohn. David Cohn. Davey. Damn it. What the hell, hairdo? 
<laughs> I know. I, listen, I know the Mets, man. You guys got Mets trivia. Me and Dave are sitting here with our thumbs over our ass. I'm fucking. And my thumb is actually up your ass. And before <laughs> David, he's speaking metaphorically, folks. It's amazing. <laughs> and before David Cohen, it was. Ow. Sorry. Oh, oh. I didn't apologize. <laughs> no, he didn't. I, Dave just burned me with his joint, and I uh, didn't apologize. <laughs> He went out and he went. It's all right, Dave. Your pot smoking is affecting the show. I'm I want to talk to you about this off the air, but and before David Cohn, it was. I can't think of it right now. I got distracted by Dave smoking. Tom Seaver, Brett Saberhagen. It's been said already. Duckin. Uh, Dwight Gooden. Before oh, Dwight Gooden. I, I was right then. Before no, Dwight Gooden, it, no. it was. Oh, I see the game now. I understand. <laughs> I don't understand what's going on. And the last one, the last one to throw 20 games before Seaver, Dwight Gooden. Not yet. Kuzman? Kuzman. Oh, I was going to say Kuzman. And no. before Kuzman was? Seaver. Seaver. And before Seaver was? No one. Casey Stengel. <laughs> Seaver did it three more times before that. <laughs> Get out there, Stengel. <laughs> so We're missing I'm a, third. Take a few cuts. Yeah. <laughs> so the last president from Illinois? Lincoln. Barack Obama. Uh, Abraham Lincoln. Oh, Barack oh Ob- damn it. Barack Obama. Forgot about Obama. Out. And before See, Barack Obama, it was? Lincoln. It was incorrect. Hold on for a sec. Let's see. What do you mean from? Born? I guess. No, because Barack Obama was born in uh, Hawaii, so. No, but <laughs> depending upon what you're Yeah, right. So we, so we, so we, many of us assume. He's born on the moon. Isn't that correct, Donald I read Trump? on a website he's born on the moon. <laughs> Chester A. Arthur. No, it was uh, <laughs> Ulysses S. Grant and before really? Grant. What's up? No, really? but what, what counts as from? Grant is That's from Illinois. Before Grant, it has to be Lincoln. And it was Lincoln before that, right? So, uh, well, yeah. What counts as from? That's a good question. Like, I, I think that means that's uh, that's where, where they were elected from. That's where they were elected from. Previous right? elected right. office that's, that's, held mm, prior right, to. Right. That's where they were. I don't know. There's a lot of vice presidency or presidency. There's a lot of carpet don't, bagging don't. going on back then. You got to <laughs> hey, be careful. Fellas, it's a fucking well, he game. Was, <laughs> but he, was, he didn't go to the south. So. Sounds sexy. All right, uh, Ulysses S. Grant, terrible president, awful. Go ahead. So uh, the last, uh, you think he was a terrible president? No, I don't. Come on, wait. You see who followed him? <sighs> Jesus Christ, he was like a, he was the, like the only full term Reconstruction president. Then things went to shit. A very unpopular. <laughs> yeah, well, his, you know. his first uh, term was a complete disaster. Well, well he was drunk for most of it. Well, he got reelected. All right. So, uh, as far as actors that won Academy Awards, uh, Jack Nicholson's last movie he won an Academy Award for. As good as it gets. Correct. You got to be kidding me. No yeah. shit. He won for that piece of shit movie. Not bad. I haven't seen that. Al Pacino. Um, Scent of a Woman. Woman. Correct. Yeah. Scent of a Wolfman. Robert De Niro. Deer Hunter. Incorrect. No. I thought it was a long time ago. Uh, it was a long time ago. Meet, wasn't meet Raging, Awakenings. It wasn't Raging Bull. It was Raging Bull. Really? Damn it. Wow. Yes. wow that's, that's actually, that's that's actually unbelievable. worthwhile. I, I could have sworn he won for Meet the Parents. Gregory Peck? <laughs> <laughs> even even the internet liked that. Gregory Peck? Yeah. To Kill a Mockingbird, correct? Yes. God damn it. Well, you give me a chance. Sean Penn. Um, the movie is where he's retarded. I Am Sam. Incorrect. No, no, no. The, um, uh, no. Falcon and the no, Snowman. The, the, the movie the about Al Pacino. Boston. And he's uh, Carly he's, like a, he's a mean guy in the oh fuck, I don't remember it. I, I don't remember the name. It's of the not movie. that's not the movie though. I'll tell you. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Right? <laughs> was it? That's my skull. Bad, bad boys. Bad boys. <laughs> that movie was awesome. Shanghai Surprise. It's got to be Shanghai Surprise. <laughs> no, I don't know what it was. It's uh, Milk. Oh, that's right. Oh, Forgot about that movie. Yeah. Philip Seymour. Oh, yeah, yeah, Philip yeah. Seymour Hoffman. Story of Harvey Milk. He's an asshole in real life. If you want to do that, really. <laughs> He was okay. He sucked. <laughs> I, I, he, that guy was me. He's no Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, Truman, by the way. No, not Truman. Uh, Capote. Correct. Capote. And Nicolas Cage? Snake Eyes. Never. 
sneakers. <laughs> He's one. Uh, leaving Las Vegas. Right. Uh, Damn it. I like that movie. That movie's bad. Oh, how come you got I, it? I haven't seen it. <laughs> All right. In, in alphabetical order, The Last of the Seven Dwarfs. Oh, shit. Come on. <laughs> in alphabetical order. Sleepy. No. Sneezy. Sneezy. Ah, yeah, you fucking baby. dick. And F you. And after Sneezy? Sleepy. Right. And after him? Lazy. Entitled. Gonzo. Jerk off. Lazy was a smurf, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, it was, I don't know. They were, they were all small. Happy is the next Happy. Oh. Right, seven deadly sins. Alphabetical order. Which one's last? Sloth. Last? Sloth. Sloth. Wow. You and got be that? Before that? That's a smart. Oh, fuck. Um, I didn't buzz. <laughs> Somebody else buzzed. Come on. Um, uh, I don't have a buzz. Greed. Rap. Nope. Murder. There's two before greed. Let's see. Sloth. Chunk. Mouth. Masturbation. Those are the Goonies characters. Goonies, sorry. Come on. Pay attention, will you? It's pride. Rosalita. Pride is the answer. Countries. Alphabetical order. Which one's last? Countries what? Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe. Yeah! David Harrison's bad habits, dude. All right. Country, uh, I'm sorry. States to abolish slavery, which is the last state to abolish slavery. Texas. Hawaii. Arizona. <laughs> Wrong. Damn it. Arizona. Missouri. Uh, <laughs> Maine. That's how wrong you are. <laughs> Maine has never abolished slavery. You can actually still... Uh, I know. I've been enslaved there. <laughs> Any other guesses? Uh, last state to abolish slavery. It's not alphabetical, em right? Embolish. Embolish. I embolish it. South um, Carolina. Last, yeah. No, I'm going to say uh, Georgia. It was Mississippi no. in uh, 1995. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True story. <laughs> that doesn't count, though. If it's already they if it's officially already abolished it in 1995. It's already unconstitutional. It's <laughs> yeah, it was just on paper. De facto. They officially did it in 1995. We were all anyone who guessed anything south of the Mason-Dixon line was You're right. You're kidding, it was right? All done at the same no, time. No, wouldn't that no, be, it's wouldn't, true. Wouldn't what? That be, wouldn't that 1995 be a is when they when they declared that why, they officially abolished slavery. Well, because you said south of Mason. Wait a second. I said, wouldn't that be a geographyist? Mississippi only got around to abolishing slavery in 1995. You're not kidding. Look at it. You got Google on that computer? It's like. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. It's a symbolic gesture. But Jesus fucking Christ. You've got to imagine that they probably were very happy about doing it. They abolished him. It's like a token thing they themselves. But here's a related question What's the only state that doesn't recognize Martin Luther King Day? Arizona. Arizona. Come on, we've all got that public enemy record. It's fine. <laughs> I was looking for that shit, and I don't have it handy. And uh, the last uh, Beatles album, Abbey Road, recorded? Or, oh, no, oh, let yeah, it be. Well, hold on for a minute. No. Let it be is the last one released. No. released Abbey Road was the last one recorded. That, no. Okay. The, the correct answer. To say, the correct answer is Love. Oh, oh, you're right. That's remember they that, released yes. it out. Oh, was it That's two true. songs? No, but no, wasn't that uh, George, um, um, the producer's son, George Martin's son, George Martin's son? Still counts. Can you name uh, the Steve Martin? Can yeah. anyone name the two the Doors records that tour. came out after Jim Morrison died? Morrison Hotel. No, no, no. I don't know. I'm just making this up. Thank God like he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> and um, hallelujah for Jesus. Oh. And the last song on the, on Let It Be, recorded or released? The or last song on the title track, the title listing of Fuck. Let, Let it, be. it Be. Nope. <laughs> Long and Winding Road. Hmm. Nope. No. Oh, that's a turd of a song. 
Oh, I thought you guys were going to oh, fire this one out right song. away. I, yeah, I can't think of it. The end? It, no. It's uh, Get Back. Good guess. Oh. Really? And, Get uh, Back is the last official recorded Beatles song, I no, guess, if you no. discount love. Justin's answer. Love. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, there are more Beatles <laughs> records to come. Like, I don't know. Free, as a, like, free <laughs> as a bird? That's uh, it. The last Beatles album released in the 60s? Help. Nope. No. <laughs> you need, he's asking he, for help. To be fair, yeah, he, he wasn't saying... I suck at trivia. <laughs> he wasn't saying... <laughs> White Abbey, album. Abbey Road. Abbey Road. Last song on Abbey Road. Less Abbey prolific bastards. Abbey um, Road. Um, is the end. No. The end oh, is correct. Yeah. Right. Oh, shit. Well, no, I'm sorry. It's it's actually not. Is it the <laughs> Long and Winding Road? Do you research this game? No. It's, no uh, I haven't touched this game, but I can't there actually, there's one. There's one uh, song that comes... Uh, What's that? Way later than that. What, after the end? Yeah. Huh. If you, let, you never let your record Mr. Mustard. Play. Her Majesty. Oh. Her Majesty's a pretty nice girl, but so... Oh, Her Majesty's a pretty nice girl. This is why I don't listen to Beatles anymore. Like, since I got out of <laughs> I like to tell that lover like... You forgot it, though. Well, hold on, why? Because of trivia? That's why you don't Gotta make a mega mind. Yeah. Gotta make a mega mind. The whole presentation is like, we're gonna... It's our last record, and there's gonna be a song called The End after... And in the end, the love you take was equal to the love you make. But there'll be a coda. Whoa, there it? will be a coda at the end of it that says, will there be further doors to open? Like yeah. For all the potheads that forget to turn the record player off. <laughs> they just couldn't After let it be. After their dogs start barking. <laughs> I, right, yeah. Yeah. Dog whistle. <laughs> uh, rock and Roll Hall of Fame in alphabetical order. Last. last uh, ZZ Top. ZZ Top. Yeah! Before. You're the best. Clips. After <laughs> <laughs> there's actually a band here that does it every time he gets it right. <laughs> and after ZZ Top, the last one in alphabetical order, uh, the Zydeco Brothers was it? Nope. <laughs> was it the Zoot Suit Charlie? <laughs> oh, God, that's right. He, Wings. That's right. <laughs> Zoot Suit Charlie. <laughs> 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 Wait, it's not Wings? I think Lightning Hopkins inducted him, right? <laughs> Zoot Suit Chuck? No, no, no. Actually, Zoot Suit didn't actually get started until 23 years ago under that <laughs> under that moniker, so he's not eligible yet, but we're looking forward to 2015. Frank, oh, Frank Zappa. <laughs> Frank Zappa. You got it. Nothing's made me laugh so hard. We- Listen, I want my best around. Zoot Suit Hit it. Hit it. Uh, I got one. Give him a little best around. Oh, look. No, it's, uh, it's the ads came up. I'm sorry. I don't know what's going on. You're <laughs> Nothing's gonna ever keep you down. <laughs> <laughs> Zutsu Charlie just tickled me in just the right way, man. I don't know what it was. Y and T. Vulcan says it was Y and T. I was thinking something like that too. <laughs> Alright, the last word of the Bible. Last word of the Bible. Amen. Suck it. Amen. Suck it. <laughs> <laughs> Last word wait, of the wait, wait, declaration. Wait, you're all going to burn it out. Suck it. Was that the last word released or the last word written <laughs> right. from the Bible? It was on the Greatest Hits album, actually. <laughs> Phil Spencer took a really long time Charlie. mixing it. So, <laughs> uh, Last line of the declaration. Last word of the Declaration of Independence. Honky. Oh. What did you say? Honky. Honky. <laughs> <laughs> Guns. It's, oh. it's not fuckers. The last is it all? It's it's honor. That ended poorly. It's no zoot suit, Charlie. 
I've eaten at Zoot Suit Charlie's. The they make a the nice steak. Sign the declaration. Yeah. We have a fantastic <laughs> Zoot Suit Charlie sign it. Come Later, to, come to Zoot Suit Charlie's where we have an endless shrimp bar. <laughs> right by Penn Station, Zoot Suit Charlie's. I know that place. All right, last 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 round here. Uh, in town for a Knicks game. Stop by Zoot Suit. <laughs> Movie uh, movie characters last lines before dying. Oh boy! <laughs> fuck uh, you, you fucking fuckball. <laughs> <laughs> That's the answer. Rosebud. That's right. Ah, oh, you fucking oh. dick. Soylent greens, people, bitches. Colonel Colonel Kurtz. Colonel Sanders. Oh, we, the horror. Uh, the horror. Very good. The horror. Very good. Last one is William Wallace. Oh, um, Shit. freedom! The Jews. That's, that's not. You have to do it appropriately. Freedom! Very good. Nice. The Judgment Night. That game. I say Justin and the hairdo won that I game. I say you won because you said Judgment <laughs> Since Justin's night. the only one that took it seriously, I give him the trophy <laughs> this week. Seriously. I, I, I have a good question. Good last words. So, he whose last words were this? I never should have switched from scotch to martinis. Fuck. James Bond. Humphrey Bogart's Ooh. last words. Actual in real life. life. Yeah. Uh, wow. Wow. Related, related wait, drinking, wait, drinking wait, question. Can you, can you repeat that one more time? I want to make sure I have that. <laughs> exactly. People are going to be like, wait that. a second. That's Humphrey Bogart, dude. Come up with something else. It's, what did he say? He said, I never should have switched from scotch to martinis. Holy shit. Yeah, see? That might be so there's a life lesson for you. That's pretty badass. That really is uh, like something to say. Related drinking last words. Uh, 19 in a row. I believe that's a new record. Uh, oh, Bukowski. Dylan Thomas. Dylan Thomas, yep. Wow. <laughs> and he dropped dead outside yep. in the snow. And let's not yep. forget Bukowski's did famous one... last words. <laughs> that was on his 37th birthday. Uh. He was uh, His friends took him out. He did one shot for, and a chaser of beer for every year At the of White his Horse life. Tavern, actually. Yeah, yeah. and uh, that's how far he made it. Oh, I don't know what to do after Zoot Suit Charlie. I'm fucking. I'm, We're gonna have to write a song. I have no idea. Should we take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. We, right. we haven't taken a break for like I an hour. To, I have to pee. Usually, I should have like a producer guy pointing at me or something, right? And usually, this but is I show business, coming isn't up with it? Gems like Zoot Suit Charlie right. over here. Uh, we we want to play a demo of the austerity program. There we song. <laughs> it's called Zoot Suit Charlie. <laughs> It'll be available on some other record label. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy it someday in the I future. It won't be available. <laughs> and they don't take requests. Yeah. That's what I wanted to tell you before. Oh, I like what I'm hearing.
even though it's not fucking cruel. Don't 
whatever she said The top of your class If you look at your glass It's not as full as you thought
And now, a message from Conan Neutron. Oh, all right. Look, yeah, Conan wanted me to read this. So here's Dave Harrison reading uh, Conan's uh, statement. And, and you've never read it before, have you? Fuck it. Doing both. <laughs> Sorry to last minute this shit. Friday, October 5th, and Saturday, October 6th, <laughs> it's the latest Flame Records 10-year anniversary party at the Cactus Club in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. The party is a two-day affair featuring Wax Eater, If I Had a Hi-Fi, Victory and Associates, and more. You can Hi. find all of the details at latestflame.com, as well as I'm new albums from Police Teeth, October 16th, Nervous Curtains. This is there is an album called Nervous time. Curtains, or is that... I don't you know. No, I don't know. He's not clear in no, the this email. Is, the grammar is horrible on this. Form Conan Neutron. <laughs> I love Latest I'm Flame Conan Records Neutron. because Dan takes special care to representing quality work. <laughs> form? Form, it says form. <laughs> Before we were ever on it, it was one of my favorite labels. Like Touch and Go in its heyday. You know that although no two bands may sound alike, they are all completely worth your time. Dan runs a quality shop, and it's completely out of absolute love for the acts on it. He deserves to be a millionaire from all of the chances he has taken on crazy whack acts over the years. What does that mean? Like, whack acts? Is he, like, he's slamming the dude? I thought he was jerking him off. (laughs) (laughs) He's saying that Um, the guy has no taste, and he wants to uh, put whack bands. Parentheses. But he finally got it together. Now he knows how to do it the right way. He can't even avoid his sides in a message. No, like, he can't. Parentheses, sorry, best I could do from my phone at the DMV. He's got problems. Parentheses, also, I'll see if I can get him to send a care package. That'd be awesome. I don't think that's what's <laughs> Thank you, Dave. That was awesome. There you go, Conan. There's your, there's your copies. Like, you want me to send you the copy? I, I will, we'll I will read what's ever put in front of me. So. <laughs> We're talking oh, oh, radio really? talk now. He's oh. like, you want me to send, me, send you a copy? That. I'm like, do you mean words that you want me to read? Yes. If you'd like to know more about Victory and Associates... Follow their Facebook page for up-to-the-minute updates. I'm on it. <laughs> Wait, I... I okay. I'm not- <laughs> hi! Wow, hi. that was good. Hi! Was- hi! They sound like him? Hi! Hi! When, I'm, hi. when am I going to meet this hi. guy? October 9th oh. at Don Pedro. Oh, October 9th, Don Pedro, Victory and Associates Risk Reward, and the Great Austerity Program. That's what we're here to promote. Right. For God's sakes. Now, Hi. Justin, are you going to punch him in the face when you see him too, or it's just uh, just us? Yes. We're going to beat the living hell out of him. What are you talking about? No, that's not true. There's forces for good and forces for evil in the universe. Conan is clearly in the forces. For yes, I'm going to hug him till poop Conan comes out. Conan is a good man. I've met him. I don't know. I don't know what you're planning on eating the day before, but I'm sure that make sure it's good. You know, it's easy to fu- make fun of Conan Neutron. No, I'm he's so not. earnest. I mean, I have to. You have to respect that. Yeah, uh, I'm going to hug him. That, when the I guy's out there fighting the good fight. He's doing the right thing. We I'm love him. Hi. I feel I never met him. I feel like he's a good friend of mine. Yeah, I, I feel close Talk to this guy. About the, I'm gonna the hug George, him. The, uh, Carl Rove compilation Hi. that he did. You'll you'll uh, smell him soon enough. I have the Carl Carl Rove compilation. I didn't know he put out a song, let alone many songs. No, no. The, the story behind this he is did a great thing. Yeah, fantastic. So so Carl Rove is putting his uh, his book out called Courage and Consequence or something like that or. You know, courage and, and no consequences because I'm fucking Carl Rove. And there's like an eagle on the front or something, probably. So Conan was like just so insanely ah. incensed just about the fact of this thing that he's like, it's a great idea. He's like, you know, tons of people are gonna be uh, googling about that when it comes out. I'm gonna fuck it up. I'm gonna get a. I'm gonna put a compilation record out by a band called Carl Rove. I'm gonna call it Courage and Consequence, and I'm gonna release it on the same day that he's that he's putting his book out. 
so that it just it just you know creates noise for this event that is just a fucking abomination that this guy should be allowed to make money off of bragging about his career as as just being you know a murderer a chicken hawk uh, I mean you know like a, a piece a for, of shit a force for evil my life is a piece of shit a force for evil in the universe. didn't have the same ring to it no that's the carrot top biography so, oh, who's calling I don't know let's see caller you're on the air what I'm supposed to call what. Hey, oh, who, hey who's calling, please? Uh, the beach. What's up? Hey, what's up, the beach? How you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? We're good. I'm glad to hear from you. I wish I could be there, but uh, I'm too drunk to drive. It sounds <laughs> like that's ever stopped you. Sounds appropriate. <laughs> we can get Mario to give you lessons. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up, Brian? Who's there tonight? You got Mario, you got Red Hot, you got Hairdo, you got Hulan. Is that it? Dave Harris. Come on, what the, the fuck? talking to you. Give me a break. And we also have Justin Foley of the Austerity Program. You should really yeah. listen to that band. Okay, I'm going to look that up now. Look it up. Yeah, you should I, skip I past the first 30 articles on. about how fucked up things are in Europe, and then when you get to something <laughs> yeah. that says noisy rock band, it's tough. Like, you know, I was explaining. He's been like, I learned about politics. <laughs> Dave has a band called The Mess Around, and that's hard to Google. And, and then his album is called Boner Time. Which and, brings up a lot of horrible yeah, things. Just don't Google it. That's oh, really? <laughs> I, I should be Googling that more there often. Boner time. <laughs> so, hey, the beach. I guess. I have, I, have, uh, I have Dave Harrison in my phone as God, but he never returns my text. And, uh, you know, I ask God about Bowen time all the time. And yeah. people see my well, text. I mean, Brian, well, I- God still listens to your text. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you. I'm does. glad that Dave, Dave's, you're not the only one who Dave doesn't return text to. I'm really bad at it. It's nothing personal. No one take that personally. I don't Brian, especially. Really? I can't um, wait to talk to my friends. I've, I've never had that problem, though, Dave. I got, I, got <laughs> I got Brian's voicemail where he was like, I'm coming over to your house right now. And I was like, oh, I guess I should put pants on. And then I put pants on, and I waited for him, and he never showed up. Well, if you're, if you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Brian the, the Beach, Beach of uh, the 10 f- Ten Flood Flicks. So, Be- that, so Beach, how's that, how's that going for you? <laughs> 10 Ten Flood Flicks. Yeah, pretty well. Going pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a thousand air? Uh, I'm at like a 10 air right now. Actually, I just went down to 5 air, I think. <laughs> Why? Did you go to the taco truck? Uh, Brian also lives in a story. So does Justin, and so does Dave Harrison. That's right. I have no idea where Dave Harrison lives. I think he's been to my house, but I don't think he I've lives down by the bridge. I live, yeah, I live by the park. Does he live under the bridge? We're giving out locations under the I bridge like downtown. He That's where I drew some blood. Is it? Under is that where you drew some blood? Bridge downtown. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. <laughs> you just. Um, Beach, what was I want to ask you? Uh, are you here to say that Dean Rispler is a complete asshole and you will now renounce him as uh, head of the record company which puts out our records because he does nothing but talk shit about the Tencent fuck flicks? Ooh. I, I think it's out of love, though. Uh, oh. I, don't I don't know if he's a complete Man, we, we, can't, we, we, can't, we can't spice this up at all. This sh- well, it's well. a love fest. Right, I think I think he's I think he's done enough for a band that doesn't do shit for themselves. So I really That's true. That. You know what? You got a point there. <laughs> How much bad shit can I say about him? <laughs> Dean Rispler with your guys' band is kind of like uh, the guy who manages Pentagram. Uh, <laughs> oh, Bill! <laughs> oh, that that movie was sad. Bill Pentagram. That movie was really sad. Did you see like, that? Wow. I was like, I'm so sorry. There's a movie about movies. Pentagram. Oh yeah. What am I missing? Hey, the beach. Yeah. Did you see this movie about Pentagram? It's no, called Last no. Days Here. It's awesome. It's on Netflix. 
Okay. I'm going to watch that tonight. It's the saddest. It's like Anvil if it didn't have a happy ending. Oh, no. I like the Anvil movie. A lot of people don't like it. I, I, I liked it. I thought it was good. What's the movie? Oh, that's the movie with the guy in the basement you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, He's uh, on meth? The sub-basement. Yeah. Oh, of course. I know what you oh, Yeah, but okay. it ends up having a relatively happy ending. Does it? He's not dead now. No, relatively. Yeah. But, and, but doesn't I he hate to he, give things away? But like <laughs> he didn't want the filmmakers. He was arguing with them, and he didn't want to put out or something like that. Is it, is that true? Or? But wait, I want B. I want to ask you. You know, uh, you know. I'm sorry. Come on, ten inches. Well, no, <laughs> that was where I was going with this. He wants to put out a ten inch of your. Yeah, ten. <laughs> doing, we're doing ten. I want to put in a wiener. ten inch. Um, hey, Beach, can you bring all your equipment over here? I saw uh, the pictures of that stuff. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, let's do that. He, he's got like tube. Uh, Fucking receivers and two records, like a DJ setup. It's awesome. Yeah, that would look really good in here. If you ever lose your yeah. apartment, I'll DJ. You want, I'll DJ to this place. You got a permanent shot spot on the radio show. I'll throw Dave Harrison right out of here. You could fill in for me. <laughs> you could fill in. Oh. All right, Beach. What? Do you wait? Do you stand up to wipe? We're, we're losing focus. All right, one more question. Do you stand up to wipe your ass, or you stay seated? You know, this is a funny thing that when, when Ryan told me about this. Uh, on St. Patrick's Day, I was over somebody's house, and uh, this actual conversation came up. And this girl, you know, told me that she stood up to wipe her ass, and I freaked out. And I was like, no, nobody does that. And, I, you know, we actually called a bunch of people, like you guys have done, yeah. and we found out that there's a percentage of people that actually do it. Yeah, and you know what the percentage is? At least 50. Uh, I, I find this bullshit. They're called standers, and they're as bad as that. Uh, I'm the taking tea polls, and before we let Justin from Queens go, he's going to have to uh, inform us well, of his bathroom habits. You do. Well, yep. I'm going to call Dan Mike and tell him you that you have a question for him because he doesn't. <laughs> All right, Mike well, hurry up because the show is supposed to be over two minutes ago. <laughs> okay. All right, see you, Beach. Call Dan Mike to call right now. Shit, All right, shit, shit, shit sitters for life. Love you, brother. Get on All that right. skateboard. <laughs> Skate your ass around. The I'm show sorry. that you didn't play. You sit, you shit, you wipe. The show that you, you didn't sit, play, they actually skateboarded from Astoria to Williamsburg. Well, that was quick. That was... Dancing Mike, you're on the air. What's up? Yo. Is this Dancing Mike? <laughs> okay, I guess Dancing Mike and the Beach are together. I don't know. Did, Did you, you see that picture up? of Dancing Mike in a suit? It was weird. It was like monkey wearing a costume. Like it was. It was like he's like, the he's the drummer for the Tensei. He's a Puerto Rican who doesn't speak Spanish. It's amazing. Telemundo. So has Dan, what's Dan, Dancing Mike's opinion on Samurai Mike from the Super Bowl shuffle? It's Mike Singletary. That's that's true. So uh, that's a reference he wouldn't get. I can tell you well, that if right he calls now. in, we can ask him that. Singletary is he's an angry coach. Singletary. <laughs> Singletary. Did he get fired? They fired him, right? I don't from, think he's coaching the, right from now. From the Super Bowl shuffle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got fired from the Super Bowl <laughs> shuffle. You can for life from the Super Bowl if, shuffle. If they fired people who couldn't dance, there'd be no video. <laughs> yeah, tell, tell that to Walter. Well, he can't. He's dead. But oh. if, well, no, it's too, he is dead. But yeah, I had so many things I wanted to get to. Is there anything else you guys want to wrap up on here? If you had so much you wanted to get to, why didn't you do it earlier in the show? Because, yeah, come uh, because we were having great conversation. With okay, Justin what do you, you want to get to? I'm sorry about that. Nothing. All right. I'm done. 
I'll go. Everybody some. go go to Zoo Two Charlie's Wednesday the thirteenth <laughs> to uh, see my band. It's, right. And it's the, ladies' night. The, <laughs> the restaurant will, will never ask you how do you want your steak cooked because it's they all the same. Jaeger Jaegermeister specials. Uh, Guy Fieri did the menu. I got I got one quick question. <laughs> yes. Uh, the other a couple of nights ago I saw the uh, I'm sorry a couple of weeks ago I saw the Hangover Part Two. I, I didn't really think it was that. Sorry. Funny. I didn't. I didn't really find it that funny. I, it was. It, it wasn't really my thing. But I think about all these great comedy films that have come out over the years, and uh, the answer is Caddyshack Part Two. Recently, I, I can't think of any movie recently that uh, was a, a, a great comedy that just is going to latch on for the ages. I mean, what was the last great comedy film that you've seen? Caddyshack, which uh, Mike and uh, Hairdo and Dave Harrison have not seen. Caddyshack, which is I've seen Caddyshack. It's crazy. You watched it? Yeah. Oh, when? Yeah. Uh, recently. Really? And? And, and, and you, you didn't on, think this out. was important wait, to bring wait, up? Wait, 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 wait. Help me out, man. I want to hear about this. Um, and you still think it sucks. Bill, Bill Murray's really funny in it. It, it. It's not as good as everybody. Chevy Chase is funny. Yeah, I don't like golf. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's just something like, to do with golf. No, it does. Bullshit. It's about setting up one-liners for Rodney Dangerfield, <laughs> <you> moron. <laughs> Yeah, what's wrong with you? I liked your pathetic attempts to get in on Pat Oswalt's uh, Romney. Oh, Dangerfield. my my Romney Dangerfield line was the best. It was, uh, you know, I tell you, uh, what was it? Yeah, he must have been the well, best. Well, yeah, it was the best. It was the best. Yeah, you was, should be was, playing was, your sound clip now for being that's the best. Right, I don't this have stuff it. writes itself. The, the answer to your question is so there was this. There's been this big like Hollywood thing that ended really maybe about two years ago, but that was like they started off with something about Mary, right? And then it was like right, Anchorman is another one in there, and, and but, like Jed Apatow, like right now it seems like stuff. a bad combination of like Seth Rogen wait, wait. and Jonah Hill. Wait, 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 I remember my Romney Dangerfield tweet. Oh, I'll I'm, kill you. I'm it was sorry. hilarious. We'll, we'll come back to this. Yeah, come back to that. <laughs> it was. Uh, I'll tell you, I'm all right now, but last week I was also in pretty good shape. Wow. That's great. What? <laughs> As he always opens. Yeah, I'm best. all right now, but Where's, last week I was in rough shape. Where's my crickets? <laughs> anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Fuck you guys. It's printed. It's a printed joke. <laughs> but but coming out of that whole sort of... Maybe I'll laugh about that tomorrow. <laughs> Coming out of that whole sort of thing, I have to say there was about hey, five minutes of Get Him to the Greek that, like, <laughs> I was really oh, yeah. laughing hard Show at. the Sean Combs bit. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, whole Jeffrey was, thing. Like, that was just... I'm with you on that. I, 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 was, that I was kind of lost. How about like, Super Troopers? That's, that's in the vein of the... Yeah, but that, that was more than ten years ago I'd have to say I'd have to say Bridesmaids was really funny. That was, was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. That was funny. I didn't see it. I didn't think it was... Anybody who... I don't want to spoil it. Not that I thought that it was... that. Get him to the Greek was that great, but there were there was about five minutes in there that I was like I was shocked. The yeah. Schindler's yeah. List. Uh, uh, I like Schindler's. What a cut up that one is, huh? Funny. Uh. You know, you got to understand the understated humor. <laughs> That's not in the last ten years, though, right? Now it just misses the cutoff there, so it doesn't. Yeah, uh, it doesn't <laughs> qualify. <laughs> Saving Private Ryan makes the cut though. If you want to, want to add that. Oh my uh-huh. God. All right, we done. Spinal Tap. <laughs> Are we done with the radio show? All right, in my I, garage. Oh, I, was, I was told Mike's calling in every Friday. Friday. Hey, thank Yo. you guys. Dance and Mike did call in. You missed it. Thank you guys for letting me come in. And yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. Spend t- some time with you guys. So when's, it, when's the show? Uh, October ninth. Yeah. Oh, hey. So thanks so much for mentioning <laughs> that. Do you want that? What a coincidence. What do I make that out to? Um, you gonna stick around for poker? Uh, <laughs> Justin's uh, not a poker player. I don't think. The uh, so uh, with, so with the show's October 9th, which is a you know it's it's a great Tuesday night, which is a New York City <laughs> rock night at Don Pedro's in. Everyone loves Bushwick. Tuesdays. 
And um, it's a big rock night. It it's, is. It's selling it is out now. quick. So even though you can't get advanced tickets, we recommend that you get there early because right. it's going to be like the night that. Uh, Guns N' Roses released Use Your Illusion in front of Tower Records. I mean, it's just going to be like well, six the, Heshers deep down there. What's it's up? more the like pr- Use Your Illusion 2. Maybe the line for that would yeah, be more it's comparable. Yeah. Came out 10 minutes later, right? The problem with Don Pedro is if you get there too late, Jake's, the sound guy, is going to be really drunk and the show's going to sound like shit. So no, we probably- don't care about the sound guy. Was it, we're, we're austerity program. We come in there, we take over the soundboard as we've done before, and we'll we have, have no notes. Problems. I like the Tuesday night. It gets rid of all the This is the great thing. Exactly. No, the great thing about Don Pedro is there's no dedicated sound man and the guy kind of shows up and just raises the level of the mic so i think we could easily just take the whole business over we just go run your shop and he has to go downstairs and run no, his he'll vintage clothing shop yeah. he'll be happy not to have the responsibility i believe yep yep, yep. he likes yep. He, he has to get his deer hunter high scores or yeah, yeah buck hunter you, you know i think the deer run, hunter's a different i game. think running the sound for him is a uh, is a burden and CD we're, we're happy to take that burden away from him I, i'd be happy to do it got a, like, he a looks like dick tracy yeah yeah Oh God! Yeah, <laughs> Jake is a great guy. He's a he's, great guy. He's, he's uh, a really nice dude. I'll talk to him. We're, we're gonna take it, take over the sound. He's uh, a real smiley dude. John, I'll take care of that for you. I'll do. You want to be the night. sound man? Sure. Why not? I'm looking for work. Are, are there other announcements that we need to make? Uh, yeah, I have a couple plugs. I guess that's October 9th, Don Pedro, right? Uh, Ten Cent Fuck Flicks, October 26th. We'll be in Philadelphia at the Rebel Rock Bar, whatever the fuck that is. Saturday, October 27th in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. It's a mini tour, baby. Two days. And uh, also November 2nd at Don Pedro. We'll be doing a warm-up for the tour. <laughs> Who are you playing with? I'm, um, we're playing with... Uh, Those guys. Some glam band called like Circus Cream. Cream How the fuck was Circus? I not asked to play that show? You know what I'm talking about? No, but I'm... Uh, the Hookers. Oh, the Hookers are playing? Yeah. Again? Wow. Well, you want you want to play the show? I didn't get to play with the hookers last time. You're in. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll set it up. Mess around, I'll, November second, Don Pedro. I'll kick Cream Circus from Philly right the fuck out of there. All right, mess around too, and uh, the Ray. Um, I think that's it. What's uh? Is there a Morning Glory show coming? I feel like I don't have first. it. Yeah. If there is, um, download the show. Go to iTunes and type that shit in. Let's just remind give the us audience money. too. Remind the audience that if you got a show coming up. Please tell us where it is. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll plug anything. I don't care as long yeah. as it's not like raping children. Or we'll play your band. We're raping here. children's first album is awesome. I don't know. <laughs> they play with the hookers. We are here for you. I no longer stand by the creed of fuck the audience. So we're looking out for the audience. Yeah, don't if you if you'd like to donate. If you're one of those people, don't oh. do it. But hey, send uh, you know uh, johncholan at gmail dot com. Whoa, why are you? I need to buy cables. Is it tax uh, deductible? Yes, of course. This is a charity. We also now accept bitcoins. We're on Stitcher Radio, iTunes, Facebook, blah blah. We take follow Met- us on Twitter at From the Barrage. I got nothing else. That's about it. We also take Mets vouchers. Any mess around shows or Little Caesar shows coming? Ah, uh, shit. Uh, Little Caesars. I don't think so. Mess around. We are playing October sixth in Norfolk, Virginia, with the Bottle Babies, which should be fun. And then all right, is that a Friday? Um, you son of a bitch. It's a Saturday. Oh. That's, that's not, not a great night. <laughs> so I will be here for Friday. You should shoot Saturday's shoot not for, a Shoot for a Tuesday. Yeah, that's a good night. And then uh, November 29th Can't will be... Can't believe you guys can get a Tuesday. November 29th, I'm announcing this right now, will be uh, uh, Kudzu and the Faggots, uh, Naked Heroes, and the Mess Around at, Ele- at uh, Bowery Electric. That so sounds Thursday like night. an orgy invitation. Oh, it will be awesome. There will be tons of nakedness. Mm. And just, just me actually masturbating on stage. My, the rest of my band's not even going to show up. It'll just be me. I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. <laughs> uh, someone mentioned, that, I don't know if you heard this last week, that you know how every time uh, you say you masturbate to porn, mm-hmm. that we had to drink? Yeah, yeah. That we had that game going. 
Well, someone su- suggested that every time we drink, you masturbate the porn <laughs> in the show. Does well, that I mean, work for you? Well, the first few times it'll be fine, but after a while, it takes me a little while, you know? <laughs> like, I, I think that that'll be a lot of shots. Do you have to, you have to do shots until I come? Because that'll take a while. I want to I get the Dave Harrison marathon going and see how many times in two and a half hours of the show you can bust a nut. Do you remember, like, those sick days home from high school where, like, you would just, like, see how many times you could jerk off because no one else would be in your yes, house? Yes, And the last time, it's just like... No, I have no idea what you're Come doesn't even come out. It's just like a poof of, like, dust. Like, yes. and then it's just like... talked you, about your this. Your dick just twitches like an epileptic. That's, like, the fifth uh, time you've said that joke. Congratulations. <laughs> that's his go-to bit. Like, hey, Dave, tell a joke. He's like, all right, check well, this listen, All right, so... I, I want to end the show by saying, Dave, I'm... Ecstatic to have you back. I'm never going to do the show without Dave Harrison. You've heard it here first. Why are you mad at me then? All right. You're mad at me. Come on. Dave Harrison. I'm not mad at you. I know this world is killing you. Me and Mike are mad mad at you now. I decided to go for the baritone. Me and Mike feel expendable right now. I got to be honest with you. Who's talking? The show could go on without us. What a shame. I love you, Dave. And I will never do the show without you. Or you, Ryan. Or you, Hairdo. Or you, Justin Foley. We will now be doing one show a year. You can't do it without me. I really don't mind. (laughs) We will. That's why I'm not including you in the text. Will you please play the old sports song? My goal in life is to like break out of prison and open for Van Halen. There's a fridge full of this monster's grape soda if anybody wants some. When I'm not picking on my gut, I'm listening to that's the Midwest, fucking Europe, I don't give a fuck. Get the fuck out. This is my show. I said O-R-I-A-M. That's my name from the other end. Hey, everybody, this is Killing a Neutron. No, you just suck on it. Fuck the audience. Like, what's your favorite radio station? I from the garage. Like a psycho walks into this shit. Don't drink Seagram's Escapes. One pound feet. It's gonna ever keep me down. Live from the barrage. I saw the Grateful Dead twice. You are listening to Live from the Barrage. For some reason, this reminds me of when Slim Goodbody came to my school. You are full of shit. Let me do my show, for Christ's sake. I have a great story. It makes sense to me. <laughs> What's wrong with you, people? Hey, John Hulland, fuck you. Bye, boy, 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 boy. Goodbye. Don't forget to rise. Farewell.